With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Kind of off its line. That, that's like running through paper, that line. So in uh, that, that system, that all that quick pass slants, and then when it's taken away, the quarterback's left holding the ball and he gets hammered. I mean, I, you know, I, I like Eli Manning. I think the thing was, was uh, handled poorly, uh, and especially from the head coach. If indeed that's how the message was delivered to him, then he dropped the ball. I tell you what, we were having a conversation earlier this week with regard to quarterbacks because the situation the Giants are in seems to be a situation that's shared by a handful of teams out there, which is we've got an aging, accomplished veteran quarterback. And he may not have his entire fastball left, but he's still certainly good. He's certainly good. I am always a fan in life of, of supporting people who are going for it, right? If you don't want to settle for good because you want to be great, I support you. However, at the quarterback position, how many truly transformational, you already are sure about it players do you have in the NFL? I think you go Brady Rogers, and I, I, that might be it, where you're like, this guy is everything to an organization. Beyond that, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks what about the idea of you have a B or a B-plus as a quarterback? Are you supposed to strive for an A, or do you love your B and surround them with an offensive line and a defense and try to win that way? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is, remember, Eli Manning's a winner. He's already won two Super Bowls, and I know it wasn't just him, but he won the MVP in both of those games. So 
you have a talented guy. He's a smart guy. Now he's taken a beating. There's no question Eli Manning has taken a beating over the years. Is he going to slow down? Sure he is. But as he is his number are numbers that bad compared to what they were even last year? He has no receivers to throw to right. and his numbers are still about the same. So I mean I think uh you know, I think it's just a way that look, they want to see these other players, but uh, you know, this Man, that's what you want to see him. Put him in a preseason game. Let him play the entire game. Yeah. Do you really want to see him though? Because it, there, there's there are two narratives right now that seem to fly in the face of one another. The Giants are playing the game of well, we'd like to see our young guys, and then the first guy they stick out there is Geno Smith. We've already seen him, <laughs> so you don't actually want to see him. You've got uh, plenty of tape on me, that. You don't want to see him. And the other narrative I hear from all the Giants reporters is, well, they want to see their young guys, and then they want to draft Sam Darnold. So it's like, well, wait a minute. Do, right. if, if you, if in some way, no yeah, sense. if you yep. in some way thought Davis Webb could be a good player in the NFL, you wouldn't already have your eyes on Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold. Right. I mean, you know, I, I think the whole thing is, look, if they want to move on from Eli, you move on from him at the end of the year. But, you know, you want to see this third round pick? Okay, fine. Play him a little bit. You know, when the games are getting blowouts, all you're, all you've been in is blowouts. You know, they had some close games early, but now it's a. Hey, you're either going to win the game in a close game or you'll get blown out. Play him in some of those blowouts during the game. You didn't even, hey, Eli, we're going to play this kid a couple series, see what he looks like. But, you know, the bottom line is this. Look, that head coach isn't going to have, you know, uh, you know uh, his name retired in the stadium like Eli Manning is. You know, so I think the whole thing was poorly executed. I think this guy is, is going to face execution, whether it be next week or, or at the end of the season. And deservedly so. I think he's lost his team. I think he lost his team a long time ago, and it's just getting worse from now, you know, from from there. Eight plays, 59 yards. The Bears turn that turnover, whether you want to call it an interception slash not his fault, fumble, whatever you want to call it, they turn it into seven points. <laughs> right. uh, Dontrell Inman with his first touchdown catch of the season from Mitch Trubisky. The Bears lead 7-3. to three. Can also tell you that the Chiefs on their next drive after the Jets score went three and out, and the Jets on the very first play of their next drive just threw a bomb down into the red zone. So this Big 12 football game that's going on in New York <laughs> continues. It's 14-7, and the Bears or the Jets are already knocking on the door again. The Chiefs' defense is a head-scratcher. They just signed uh, Darrell Rivas last week. Not sure how much we're going to see him today. I haven't seen him out there yet. But from the moment they lost Eric Berry in the first uh, game of the season, uh, it's just been kind of a downhill trend. And the Chiefs' defense, which is usually thought of as, at minimum, one of the NFL's really solid groups, um, has turned into a group that's just giving up a ton right now. Right. Revis is out there now at the right corner. But, uh, you know, I, I think this. I think when they lose Eric Berry, he's he's the star of their defense. Uh, their team was, was really good in the red zone last year, and it was great on points allowed. But the year before... Uh, you know, uh, statistically in yards, they were 28th in the league. So it's no surprise they're giving up a lot of yards. But what is surprising is they're giving up all the points to go along with it. But when you take such a great player uh, like Eric Berry out, it hurts you. And obviously they ha- they have a problem at right corner. They've been struggling there, struggling at the safety who's, who's backing up uh, uh, Berry. So, you know, team hasn't looked right. They got rid of Don Terry Poe and you know, free agency. They lost him. So uh, it's not the same defense by any stretch. And, and Sutton's a great coach. 
He's just, uh, you know, shoot, sometimes if you don't have players, man, nobody can coach. Yep. All right, so the Jets are threatening. We'll keep you up to date there. Garoppolo's back out on the field, just got a nice completion. The Bears and 49ers, gosh, these two young quarterbacks, it, it actually, they look like teams out there today. Look, Garoppolo right. and Trubisky are hawking the ball all over the field, Coach. I tell you what, it looks good. And, and look, those are two good quarterbacks. You mentioned those good young quarterbacks. Yeah. They're hard to find. Well, there's two good ones playing today. Uh, you know, and and look, Trubisky. I'm not going to put him up there with Garoppolo, but they're going to be good quarterbacks, and it's exciting to see. And there's a reason why Ryan Pace moved up one spot in the draft and gave up so much just to get this kid. Rondé Barber is going to be on the Giants Raiders broadcast. There is a lot of interesting things going on in that game. We'll talk to him about all of it coming up next with Rob Ryan, Mark Willard, Red Zone Radio. All right, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios with Rob Ryan, Mark Willard, Red Zone Radio, Case Keenum rolls, throws, touchdown Vikings, Jarek McKinnon, they're on the board. Like I said, don't bench that guy. He's good. The Vikings lead 6-3. to three. He's a weapon. Extra point on the board. 49ers have kicked another field goal. Still trail the Bears, but it's 7-6. to six. Denver has a field goal. They lead Miami 3-2. to two. That game is as exciting as a baseball game and looks like one. Now let's go to Rondé Barber. He'll be on the broadcast with Kenny Albert and Christina Pink later today. Giants at Raiders. Rondé, if you can identify any of the players who actually are going to play in this game, we, yeah. we would love to hear about it. <laughs> Where are all the stars? Where'd they go? Oh, God. They've, they've been out for a while, guys. You know that. This is uh, You get ready for a game like this, especially from the Giants' perspective, and you realize that they have five new guys that they brought in on defense. Who knows who's playing offensive line? They brought in a guard last week and started after having not been there all season, and, and it's just it's the case. It's the, it's the it's, you look at the state of their organization, their team right now. It's this. It's just disarray, and you know, trying to piece something together to make themselves competitive week in and week out is tough. So, Rondé, what did they tell you is their plan? Geno Smith starts, but Davis Webb will play. Is that right? I, I believe Davis Webb is going to be inactive. That's the indication we got last uh, last night. Um, but yeah, this is this is Geno's opportunity. Um, you know, regardless of what you think about you know the decision that McAdoo made to to bench Eli um, for this week, you still have to recognize that it's Geno's opportunity, and that and that's how we have to cover it. it was I shocked with, with, with what went down? Absolutely. I think I think everybody in the business and you know in fandom out elsewhere was shocked at at how this happened. Uh, but from a football perspective, I guess you have to respect the head coach's ability to do this, and he thinks Gino will give him a better chance to win. Now, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but the tape hasn't been good by by any measure uh, by the Giants on offense. So uh, I, I, you can't excuse it. It's, it's Eli Manning. But you know what? He gets a chance to make that decision. He's head coach. Right, Rondé. This is Rob Ryan. And I, yeah. know, I know Gino Smith pretty well. He had a pretty good audition, I thought, for Rex Ryan <laughs> out yep. there yeah. in New York. So, uh uh, you know, and look, he's a good kid and works hard and all that. But uh, shoot, he, yeah. you know, he there's something missing there with him, and he and he takes, you know, he makes too many turnovers, does all that. We know him. I'm just surprised if you're going to make this move with with Eli, that you don't just give it to this young guy, you know, behind him that they drafted in the third round. It makes uh, yeah. makes no I sense because I think Gino, I think- there's enough tape on Gino to know who he is. I think everybody agrees with that, Rob. I think the problem is that. Davis Webb has had no practice time, and they're playing on the road this week. I don't know if this, to me this couldn't have been a knee-jerk reaction. You know, 
he played, say he played bad last week, let's, let's bench him. I think this is something that's been in the works for quite some time. And they just decided to do it now that they're mathematically eliminated. At least that's the narrative that, that we're hearing. Well, that, um, that's but, kind of what we got in in Buffalo. Once we were mathematically eliminated, yeah. then they told us, hey, we'll bench Tyrod, we'll play these other guys, play EJ, EJ Manuel. Well, wait a second, EJ Manuel had already played. You know, yeah. it's like, well, they ain't doing that. You know, we're, we're going to play the guy who gives us the best chance to win. So they fired us, got us out of the building. And then, and then played whoever they wanted, but but the funny thing is, this guy, whether it you know whether it's coming down from ownership or not, uh, you know he's going to play. The, I mean, how do you sell that? And look, this is a temporary thing. It's kind of obvious yeah. he's lost his team uh, when the defense. Who look, the defense has good players, and they, they haven't played well this year, but they played phenomenal the year before. But when they yep. have meetings and saying, regardless of who the coach is, we need to do this and this. I mean, it's, uh, they probably don't like that coach. Well, there's questions in the locker room, obviously, Rob, because the defense that played that well has all this disarray. I mean, you remember whatever week it was that he gave up play call, and he did that because of the discipline issues on the defensive side of the ball with the cornerbacks and you know some other rumblings that were going on in their locker room. He felt like he couldn't call plays and be the offensive coordinator putting a plan together and still deal with the issues on the, uh, the, the overall issues of the team. Wow. So he had to take a step back to, to, to see the big picture I think as he's seeing the big picture, he's seeing we're losing in a lot of different ways. And, and to, 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 to go back to the, the quarterback issue, it's something that I'm going to try to talk about on the broadcast today. You don't do this to Eli, yes, but you also have to see what the future of this organization is going to be at the quarterback position. Essentially, they're telling me, I, I feel this way, that they don't think Eli can play for them next year. Whether he can or not, I don't know. I think he has stuff left in the tank. But you got to decide, is Geno going to be your starting quarterback and is Davis Webb going to be the guy in a holding pattern? Or if neither one of those dudes can do it, do you go out and draft one of these first-round quarterbacks and you start all over? I think that's the decision they're trying to make. If Ben McAdoo's you know, uh, believing that he's going to be there next year, he wants to see if these two guys can play. And if not, they got to go in a different direction. Rondé Barber, Giants, Raiders later today. And, Rondé, let's not forget about the Raiders. This is an interesting squad. I wonder what your vibe is from them uh, big yeah. expectations at the beginning of the year. Um, yep. Now it feels like everyone's given up on them, which is funny because everyone thinks the Chargers are going to win the West. The Chargers yeah. and the Raiders have the exact same record. So, like, what's still yeah. out there for the Raiders? Yeah, you know, you're getting ready for this week. You're like, oh, is there another team playing here? Is it all about Eli <laughs> and the Giants? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, Ra- the Raiders are in the thick of it. And you know what? The Raiders have always had an issue beating the Denver Broncos, right? And so we talked to those guys last week or earlier this week. And he said, look, there were some guys on the fence. You know, the season hasn't gone the way we thought it would go. Many ups and downs, many reasons for that. But winning at Denver kind of made everybody that was on the fence jump off and get on board. And they know that they, they got to push. They, Del Rio was, was imploring us, and if we're playing our best football in December, which is right now with these last five games, we have a chance. As good a chance as anybody still playing. And I think you know, even without Crabtree and, and, and Amari Cooper, they still have some weapons on offense. They got some, some specialty guys that they'll use in special ways. They can't run the full route tree, but guys that you can use special ways and see if they can piece together an offense. And, you know, of course, this Giants defense stru- stop, struggles stopping the run, so we expect a lot of Marshawn Lynch. Rondé, great stuff. We'll be watching later on this afternoon. Giants and Raiders, appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, there goes Rondé Barber, Kenny Albert, Christina Pink. That's the broadcast, 425 Eastern time.
Giants at Raiders today. Have you, uh, Mark, get, Mark? Do you think Rondé would have been a little upset with that tackle by the Bills? Huh? Oh yeah, so Dion, <laughs> I could tell that you were. <laughs> I, could, I could tell you were oh really broken up and how bad the Bills defense just looks. Running back is yeah, Dion, Dion Lewis, Dion Lewis just ran through and stiff armed some corner on his face for about thirty yards. Yeah, um, oh, and, that was and brutal. The other breaking news is that the Patriots are good. Um, and uh, they've got a second and goal right now from the five yard line, already leading at Buffalo three to nothing. Brady has been very frustrated with Josh McDaniels today. Uh, yet he drops back out of the shotgun. He throws, and that one is wow, that's incomplete. He was looking for Great Burkhead. Uh, so, Brown. Yeah, so I'm sure they'll get the touchdown to Gronkowski on the next play. Right. So that's how you end the first quarter. If you're the Patriots, you scream and yell on the sideline. And then you look up at the scoreboard and you're up by double digits. That's what's coming. Steady diet of the rookie running back in Green Bay today. Jamal Williams already has 11 carries. They're just five minutes into the second quarter. He's got 66 yards and a touchdown, and the Packers have moved ahead of the Buccaneers by a score of 10-7. to Two field goals for the Patriots. Chiefs just missed one. That keeps the game in New York tied at 14 between the Chiefs and the Jets. Rob Ryan, Mark Willard, live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Plus, coming up shortly, Jeff Allen will join with a free selection. What are you seeing in Buffalo? Seeing this number 14-point quarterback, and it wasn't intercepted, so I know it's not Peterman throwing. Uh, so he, uh, but he's definitely not Tyrod Taylor. So I think it's some kind of uh, wildcat to run. And he, uh, oh, it's it's Webb. It's the Joe kid, Webb. Uh, Joe Webb, the it's old guy Joe from uh, Carolina. Yeah. So ex quarterback. Well, he's been in there. He's run the ball. He now he throws a second and ten pass that was wide open are, that are, he that he missed. Are they now. running some sort of? Uh, is this wildcat a gimmick with or did Webb. Tyrod Taylor get benched? No, no. Uh, he was playing wide receiver. Okay. There, so. It's it's a form of wildcat, but Webb can't actually throw the football. Right, right, okay. And the Dolphins have just scored again uh, to make it sixteen to three over the Broncos. Here's what's funny, and Troy Aikman's going to join us in a second. Panthers Saints later today. the The score pops up on my screen first. Dolphins go ahead sixteen to three, and my immediate thought was not, "Gee, I wonder who scored for the Dolphins." My immediate thought was, "Oh." Trevor Simeon just threw another pick. <laughs> I go to the box score. Trevor Simeon just threw another pick. Oh. And it goes all the way for six. Pick another six one. for Simeon. Howard does it for the Dolphins. They lead 16-3. to Here's the line on Trevor Simeon early in this game. Four of nine for 59 yards. No touchdowns. Two interceptions. Two interceptions already out of his nine tries. The Bronco quarterback situation couldn't be worse. Oh, and so I do wonder if you're them, are you looking for one of these veteran guys who might be available this I year? Think Eli Manning, Alex Smith. Because it's funny, when you look at Darnold and Rosen and all that, I don't hear the Broncos' names with them because they're a defense that's ready to win now. They might be on the veteran market, right? Cousins, Smith, Manning. I think absolutely. And plus with the success, they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning when they got him. I mean, I think they definitely got to go do that because, like you say, they got the best defense in football, or yep. one of. You know, so I don't know. I think, I think that uh, quarterback play has been so bad for him this year; it's unbelievable. 
Well, I just look at, and, you know, Darnold plays really well on Friday night in the Pac-12 title game. Right, he did. I do think he's going to come out. You know, I know there's some scouts and whatnot. Oh, he's not quite ready. He's going to come out. Of course he is. Yeah, and Rosen's going to come out, and these guys are all going to come out. And a lot of people think, oh, well, there's the Browns, and, um, you know, they're going to try to go get a quarterback. I think sometimes they forget how many teams right now are going to be quarterback hunting the New York Giants, the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, what if Cousins does leave Washington? Washington's going to want one. Might the Jags want to upgrade now that they're all set on defense? I mean, we could go on and on and on. Cardinals, does Carson Palmer retire? There are going to be so many teams. So this idea that you can, you know, kind of oh lose a couple games down the stretch, maybe we'll be in position to get one of these guys. I think it's going to be an all-out race, and you better be prepared to give up most of your draft to go up there and get one of these guys. Well, I mean, I think so, even though there's supposed to be three of them. But, you know, that Darnold sure looked good the other day. He's Darnold probably right. clearly the number one guy. But, uh, you know, like you say, you, you have to you can't win in this league without a quarterback. I mean, so if you don't have one, you have to get one, whether it's veteran or draft. You have to find a way to do it, or you're not going to win it all. You're not going to be where you want to be as as franchise. Let me ask you about two quarterbacks, by the way, who are also supposed to be a part of this, but you never hear their names as far as like one and two. But wildly accomplished quarterbacks. I'll give you the last two Heisman Trophy winners. One of them is Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go ahead and assume that yeah. Baker Mayfield will win it this year because he will. Um, undersized, athletic. I certainly think the Big 12 actually works against Baker Mayfield because there are no... And it should. There, yeah, there are no current starting quarterbacks in the NFL out of the Big 12, and we know there's no defense there. Right. So that works against them, but, uh, you know, what What do you think about the NFL prospects for those two guys? Well, I mean, I think that Lamar Jackson is certainly athletic, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't think he's he, he throws the ball particularly, you know, that much better than some of these guys that are playing on Sundays, but... Athletically, he's he's definitely head you know head and shoulders above everybody else. But uh, the Baker Mayfield, you know the the rocky comparison. Why do you have to transfer after starting? Why do you do these things? Why do you act the way you do? Why do you do these things? And you you know he can't walk under this table, but he's certainly not very tall. Right. And and uh, those short guys save Drew Brees struggle in this league. You know historically. Usually. Yep. You know so that's going to work against him. I think the Johnny Manziel thing. Whether that's right or not, that works against him, uh, you know. But statistically, man, he he looks great out there, and, he, and all he does is win, you know. But uh, you know, in the NFL, there's other things to it, so it'll be interesting, you know. Hopefully, you get Dak Prescott out of Baker Mayfield; that'd be fantastic for him. But uh, you know, do those guys sneak in the first round? Probably, yeah. You know, yeah. Fourteen, and then don't forget Josh Allen at Wyoming. There's a lot of guys out there that are going to be in this conversation. Bears take a 14-6 lead over the San Francisco 49ers, courtesy of a punt return for 61 yards for a touchdown from Tariq Cohen. Now, this is interesting. Every time I've ever watched football in my life, when somebody gets the ball and goes backwards in the hopes that it will create an opening for them to go further forwards than they already are, right? Right. You see someone catch the ball beyond the first down marker, and then they go backwards to try to get more. (laughs) And, and, you know, punt returns sometimes. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to go backwards to get around that edge. Every time as a fan when you watch it, you're like, oh, what are you doing? (laughs) And it almost never works. And, And people sit and yell at their TV, you dummy, what are you doing out there? Okay, so that's what Tariq Cohen just did. 
touchdown. Right. I mean, he went 15 yards backwards and then turned around the corner, and it was like, oh, my gosh, there's green grass in front of me and blockers. Touchdown. That, that kid's phenomenal. And <laughs> you're right. I mean, you see that, it's like, oh, no. But uh, like the Charger guy did this year, Benjamin. But, yes. You know, that uh, – did you see where Hauschka broke the NFL record? He had all those field goals of 50 yards or more. And now today, they never backed it up. He made a 49-yard field goal, so it's 6-3. But uh, how about the 50-yard field goals? This guy made 13 of them in a row. Well, I tell you what. It, 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 I don't know if the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs this year, but if they do, uh, I look at it and I go, you just have a feeling they're going to get bit at some point right. by the kicker. The decision to let him go and not only let him go, then the guy you bring in is the guy that basically is exiled from Minnesota because he kept missing kicks. And then you bring him in and he starts missing kicks. You're like, hello. I mean, especially, by the way, especially when you play in Seattle, it's about to rain every day for the remainder of the NFL season and playoffs. Uh, You you need somebody who is straight and and narrow and confident and all of that. I mean, this guy, I mean, shoot, he's got to be the Pro Bowl kicker this right, year. He makes right. a 49-yarder again. I mean, he and he made another you know, couple 50-yarders last week. I mean, this guy has been a, a major weapon for uh, for Buffalo. He's been the best thing for him. And, he's and a them weapon. And getting, them and uh, getting turnovers, I mean, it's about the about, that's how they live. Okay. And they're in a heck of a game, 6-3 right now. Two-minute warning with Brady on the field. Indeed they are. No touchdowns so far. Uh, boy, that Buffalo defense, there. you know that Playing they're... now. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's, oh, uh, it I don't know. Maybe they just uh, were off or something for three weeks. Right, right. That must have been it. All right. Um, let's see. I want to play a little game with you right now, see if you can guess who I'm talking about. There's a team out there. No one believes in them. But they currently have a winning record. They also currently, don't look at your scoreboard, Not. have a big lead today. So they're going to at least likely extend their winning record. I don't hear anyone talk about them. I don't think anybody's excited about any of the players on that team yet. Wow. They just keep doing what they're doing. And if the if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. And like I said, they're winning big already early this morning, who am I talking about? I don't know. Jacksonville? No. No, I Jack- love no, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's in first place. <laughs> oh, okay. Jacksonville's in first place, yeah. Right, so this is somebody that has a winning record winning that record. No one likes. Nobody is interested in them at all. They're no <laughs> fun for fantasy. Nobody cares about I don't Baltimore? Care. There you go. The Baltimore well, they, hey, Ravens. The Ravens now have three shutouts. They're, they just win ugly. 17 you know? nothing against the Lions Oh, my this God. Morning. Now, that's enough points 17 for them. Yeah, that's three They're weeks of three points. games. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, that's the thing. It's hard to fall in love with a team that absolutely stinks on offense. I mean, they do. They stink on they offense. Suck. You know, now Flacco, he'll, get, he'll complete 80% of his passes. For four yards or less. Right. You know, it's like, get the ball down the field. Well, today, 11 of 16, 152 yards. Ooh, that's a season. That's got <laughs> That's got to be a season two, uh, top trade. Two there. touchdown throws. He's got Mike Wallace at four catches for 99 yards Ooh, already. They've got uh, him going. run. That's, now, he has a 66-yard catch. That's right. where That's where right over is. a third of the, right. of the Flacco yardage came on that one play. Right. But I I asked this their because, defense, man. I'm are they a threat or not? Yeah, because if they get in there, they're always a threat. They have an unbelievable defense. They have great leadership on that defense. And and look, Flacco's won before. 
for whatever reason, Flacco right. can look as bad as he wants to, but then in the playoffs, all of a sudden, he's Joe Namath. I mean, you know, he's fantastic. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see it. But but you're right. There isn't a quieter team in the league than, oh, than Baltimore. No one's talking about him at all. And right now, yes, it's only the first half, but they're up by 17, and they stand to go 7-5 and five, uh, if they can go ahead and win this one today. And by the way, it's in the AFC uh, where no one's really excited about anybody other than the Patriots and the Steelers. So yeah. uh, who's going to be that third team? Who's going to make noise? Uh, that's wide open, and Baltimore is definitely in the discussion. Um, all right, Mark Willard, Rob Ryan, it's Red Zone Radio. We continue on week 13 of the National Football League. We'll check in on that Jets-Chiefs game coming up next. As that started out like a house of fire, two touchdowns apiece for each team. What's happened since then? We'll let you know coming up in a moment, Fox Sports Radio. All right, what does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Chiefs line up for a field goal, 36 yards away. This will give them the lead, and it is good. The Chiefs 17, the Jets 14. Harrison Butker now one for two on the day. Let's look at the Niners coach, third and six from the 12-yard line. Red zone for the Bears. They're down 14-6. Oh, hard count. Oh, we got, got a flag. He got a false start. Tell you what, Garoppolo, uh, you'll look at his numbers. You'll see that interception, which we've already declared very much not his fault. But listen to this in the first half. 15 of 21 for 172 yards. And by the way, you'd have another 10 yards and no pick if that receiver hadn't let the Bear defender take the ball right out of right. his hands. Yeah, that was a fumble. Yeah. So, um, He's playing really well. He looks great. He, he, looks, he looks under control. He looks accurate. And he looks athletic. Yeah, he looks fantastic. And look, he's he's going against a good defense. The yep. Bears have a good defense. Um, so that'll back him up. They're now at the 17-yard line, third and 11. Garoppolo will go out of the shotgun, has time, rolling to his right, lots of time, throws for the end zone, and Cut. oh my gosh, did he catch it oh, inbounds or out of, out of bounds? They'll call him out of bounds. You know what that play looked like? Uh, remember the Montana to Clark oh, yeah. against the Cowboys? Yeah. I mean, that was the exact, I mean, the roll right, had all day, looking, looking, throws back in the end zone. Only difference is. And it the was, guy caught it. And he caught he it just, on his fingertips. It was exactly like yeah, that, but the difference is, is it wasn't yeah. in bounds. And the other difference is it's not the NFC title game. It's a right. uh, meaningless game but against and the Bears. Dennis Sherman is not out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so field goal try coming. Uh, for uh, Robbie Gould uh, against his old club from 35 yards away. This will cut the deficit to five if he can navigate it through, and he does. So uh, only 24 seconds to go until halftime there. Bears lead the 49ers 14-9. to A couple of games have already reached the half. Um, New England leads at Buffalo just 9-3. to How have the Bills kept Tom Brady out of the end zone? He's been in the red really zone impressive. three times. Yeah, yeah. He's, they've made some... Great plays on second down, sacking them two different times in the red zone, and uh, and that's a great way to do it. And it is interesting where we saw him fighting on the sidelines, where uh, Brady was yelling at Josh McDaniels. I mean, that was <laughs> that's out of the door. That's not that's not traditionally going on out there on that sideline. Uh, also, halftime for the game of the day: the Vikings leading at Atlanta, seven to six is the score. This has been a very quick moving half. Uh, both teams running the ball a lot, but also seemingly playing some pretty good defense. And you spotlighted the Vikings defense a moment ago. Listen, when you go to me, when you go to Atlanta, you're going to play on that turf against that defense or against that offense. I know they haven't been as dynamic this year as last, 
Um, but so much of what we see in December, I think, is affected by weather. It gets cold. That's not the case here. And you've got a low-scoring football game. That Vikings defense is about as good as the NFL has right now. Oh, it is. It's and really that team is about as good as as the NFL has. So, look, I, I think I think the I think the Vikings and the Eagles that are, are the two best teams in football. The Falcons are on the come, but they're running into a tough Viking team at their place. They got to have a win, and it's hard to beat a good team like the Vikings. What is it that has, in your mind, the Eagles and the Vikings ahead of the Saints and the Rams? I think, uh, first of all, defense. Their defenses, both of them are, are the best in football. I think the Vikings have the best, and, and the Eagles are also playing really well. Number one run defense, which is amazing with those wide ends. And uh, just overall, they, they, play, they can throw it, they can run it. Uh, they spread the ball around. They've got Wentz. Uh, you know, so they're playing really good football, but... It's hard to put anybody over the Vikings, in my opinion, because they can do it all. They play good offense. They play good defense. Great situational football on both sides of the ball. So, uh, to me, they're the team to beat. And the Vikings you know, and, and the Falcons are giving everything they can, and that's a must-win for them if they're going to keep pace with the Saints and, and the uh, Panthers. Yeah, that's a great point. And the Saints and Panthers, remember, will play later today, so one of them is going to lose that football game. Uh, the game is in New Orleans. I would very much favor the Saints in that game. If the Panthers then fall to 8-4, and four, um, you know that's what you have to root for if you're any of these other NFC teams. I mean, there are so many teams that are starting to run away. The Rams are probably going to be in the playoffs, right? The Eagles are definitely going to be in the playoffs. The Vikings are definitely going to be in the playoffs. But that wild card race in the NFC, uh, wild is right. I mean, you've got three teams right now at 7-4 and four or better in the Panthers, the Falcons, the Seahawks. At minimum, one of those three is not going to get in. And then factor in all the teams that are trying to chase. Dallas gets that win Thursday night to stay at 6-6. Six and six. The Packers right now leading Tampa Bay 17-10 to 10 in the hopes of getting to 6-6 six and six and the hopes that Aaron Rodgers can get back on the field. Um, I mean, if you want to go to the playoffs in the NFC this year, at least 10 wins. Oh, at least. At least. Yep. That's for sure, and it's which is it's it's crazy to think well 11 wins i mean that'd be crazy but uh you know 10 and 6 usually gets you in every year for sure i don't right. think it will i mean the one year the patriots won 11 games and never got in so uh you know it looks like one of those years in the nfc i think this if you take about the the falcons if they can somehow squeak a win out here against the vikings they lost the game on a fumble to the bills which wasn't a fumble right you know, which everybody and it ran for a touchdown. It wasn't a fumble. The Saints beat the Redskins on a call that wasn't grounding. I mean, there's two games that could flip flop, or you might have a three team race tied at uh, you know in that conference. So uh, three really good football teams. And remember how poorly uh, Carolina looked at the beginning of the year. Uh, they're getting their act together, and they're doing it with great defense. Yeah, so. you, you look at those Falcons with their four losses. You mentioned the one to the Bills there. I also remember the 14-point lead they had at home against the Dolphins. Yeah, oh, my um, God. And, and, and uh, let that one slip away uh, somehow. So the Fal- Falcons, who, uh, you know, sort of no one talks about them anymore because they were in the Super Bowl, they had the Super Bowl, then the hangover thing happens, it all falls apart. And they don't quite look the same with the departure of Kyle Shanahan. Well, hang on a second. Do they not look the same, or is it still... Their defense is better. Yeah, it's a dangerous team uh, that, to me, is right in this mix. And think about it. Here the Lions are 6-5, and and we don't even bring them up. 
Like no. we 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 don't we don't even bring well, that. And back. They, and they have they the easiest schedule in football, yeah. but they're getting smoked by Baltimore yeah. now. Staff, they haven't started the fourth quarter yet, so Stafford hadn't started the play <laughs> yet. So uh, <laughs> right. you know, but it's it, their, their schedule is very weak, so they should get some wins, plenty of wins at the end of their schedule, but. Uh, Minnesota looks like the best team to, by far in that division. Jacksonville at halftime, uh, predictably leading the Colts 16-3. to Nice first half for Blake Bortles, 14 of 20, 157 yards, two touchdown throws. One goes to Marquise Lee, the other goes to Cole. Pretty muted first half for Leonard Fournette, 10 carries, 29 yards. They're leaning on Blake Bortles today. And the Jags are a really fascinating team. You heard Eli Manning's name attached to them all week because of the presence of Tom Coughlin. And the thought process is, man, if they had a star quarterback, they'd be really, really good. Like, they could they absolutely would. challenge Pittsburgh and New England. But at 7-4, and four, and now looking in games like this where they're leaning on Bortles, maybe that's just because they're playing the Colts, I don't know, but... Blake Bortles is auditioning with the rest of what happens this season, and we don't know what will happen in the playoffs with this guy. If you were the Jags, are you looking for a new quarterback yet, or are you still yeah, – the jury's I, still out? I think the jury's still out, but they still have plenty of time. They have free agency and the draft to address it. But if Bortles goes up and lights up the world like he did a few years he ago, did. You know, then maybe you have something. But the one thing they do have is the best defense statistically in football – and in pass defense. So they're number one in total defense and pass defense and scoring defense. So, I mean, you know, statistics. Now they play in the worst conference by far sure. in the National Football League, and that's not close. Uh, you know, but really to lead in those three departments is pretty impressive. And it's a first year coordinator who yep. took over for Gus Bradley, uh, and they were just a mediocre outfit the year before. So uh, kudos to, to those guys. Uh, you know, but. Look, I think Fournette's the guy. I think they'll give him 30 carries today, and you'll see he'll have over 100 yards at the end of the day. Jets are threatening before the end of the first half buzzer, trailing the Chiefs 17-14, to but right now have a second and goal at the Chiefs' nine-yard line. McCown's going to do a shovel pass. That'll go nowhere. They lose a yard. So let's get Ilo in here, update the scoreboard, and uh, we'll keep an eye on that game as well as they close toward halftime. Isaac, take it away. We started off at Mercedes-Benz Stadium where they're at halftime with the Minnesota Vikings on a seven-game winning streak leading the Atlanta Falcons 7-6. to six. The Falcons are one out of six on third downs. They came in the best third down offense in the league. Atlanta's already been called for five offensive penalties. Julio Jones, one reception for 13 yards at the break. Minnesota receiver Adam Thielen, one reception for 19 yards. The Baltimore Ravens have extended it to a 20 to nothing halftime lead over the Detroit Lions. The New England Patriots on three. Steven Gostkowski field goals have a 9-3 lead at Buffalo at the half. No word yet on whether Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels remain Facebook friends. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs up 17-14 to now over the Jets with 29 seconds left to play in the second quarter as the Jets have just taken their third and final timeout with the situation upcoming third down and goal from the Kansas City 11-yard line. The Texans up 10-7 to at Tennessee. 22 ticks remain on the second quarter clock. At halftime at Lambeau Field, the Packers lead Tampa Bay 17-10 because of this. Play action, Winston back to throw, pump fakes once, now he's hit, and he gets up the football, and it's taken on the play, down the left sideline, that is Dean Lowry, and it's American Pharoah at the Belmont, no one will catch him, touchdown Green Bay, 61 yards for the defensive end from Northwestern. 
Oh my goodness! I don't believe it! What Wayne Larrabee was referring to on WTMJ about I don't believe it was the 296-pound Lowry successfully completing the Lambeau Leap. He had run 62 yards and still had enough wind to complete the Lambeau Leap. Jacksonville up 16-3 at halftime over the Indianapolis Colts. And the Dolphins get a 30-yard pick six by Xavier Howard off of Trevor Simeon. They've got a 16-3 halftime lead over the Broncos. The Bears on a 61-yard punt return for a touchdown by Tariq Cohen have a 14-9 halftime lead over the 49ers, whose quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is 15-22 of for 172 with one interception. Earlier today, the college football playoff field announced in one semifinal, number two. Two-seed Oklahoma takes on three-seed Georgia in the Rose Bowl. In the other semi, it's one-seed Clemson against four-seed Alabama in the Sugar Bowl as the Crimson Tide got in over Ohio State. Nick Saban reflects. I certainly believed and trusted in the integrity of the committee that they would do their very best to put the best teams in. I really do believe that based on a total body of work that our team really deserved the opportunity to be in, and we're very pleased and happy uh, that they did. You could hear the excitement in his voice, Mark and Rob. <laughs> you always can. Yeah, Ilo, thanks. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fantasy ticker coming up in 10 minutes. Okay, the Jets take the lead. Um, I don't know how, because the ball never went into the end zone, but, you know, close enough, apparently, is the ruling on the field, and that ruling stands. Yeah, I think it hit <laughs> the guy's knee on the Chiefs or something. But right. I mean, it looked like it's clearly not a touchdown, but... Interesting lot, you yep. know, enough, they, they give it a touchdown. All right, so uh, it's McCown to Forte. The extra point is good. 23 seconds until the half, and the Jets now lead the Chiefs 21-17. Remember, the Jets were trailing 14 to nothing a few minutes into this game, just about six minutes into the game, and uh, the Chiefs were up 14 nothing. It's been all Jets since then. Uh, here's a look at uh, what we're talking about. Uh, Matt Forte catches the ball over the middle, dives toward the end zone, but seemingly his arm that has the ball into it hits a Chiefs defender's yeah, leg. That's knee, Johnson's yeah. knee yeah. and gets knocked down short of the goal line. The official on the field calls touchdown. And look at, I mean, I, I sort of understand why the ruling on the field stood. For some reason in this game, there's no goal line cam that we're seeing on all these reviews. And so there's nothing that can conclusively tell us the ball didn't hit the goal line. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It just. Strange because he clearly, as he's falling, the ball's half a yard short. Yep. You know, but like you say, it doesn't ever look like anything crossed the plane, but I guess with the knee knocking the ball back, I guess that's it. How about this game here with the Patriots? They have 130 yards rushing and only 82 passing. Yeah, Tom Brady not uh, not having uh, a big statistical day so far. Uh, looks like the Bills have been in his face a lot. They're sacking yeah. him up the middle. You know Tom Brady, pressure directly up the middle. When you're a guy that doesn't move well with your legs, that's the hardest kind of pressure. That's the hardest kind of pressure, but he usually has that drift to the right that's that's so annoying over the years. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, it, it's it's amazing, you know, the – 132, you know, rushing yards for the Patriots. That's a lot for them because they yes. usually don't run the football. But you know, that does say a little bit about the Bills' run defense is not very good. But they're doing a nice job of trying to disguise their coverages and getting good pressure on Brady with just a four-man rush. You know, it's so interesting. You see uh, what you were just talking about. They don't run the ball very much usually. I mean, except to the end of the game. Yeah, well, up, that, that's you know, such a Belichick thing, though. I right. think if he sees something in the game plan, like he's not afraid to throw it fifty times, then he's not afraid to rush it forty times right. if that's what he sees. And they have 
Um, it's maybe not as out of whack as we might think in watching the game, but they've rushed the ball 17 times today and only thrown it 14. Right. That's, you know, and that's a little surprising considering, you know, hell, it's Tom Brady, you know, and, and how he throws it. But And the Bills' defense right, has been Bills, giving up a lot of passing yards, save last week at Kansas City. Right, they have, but they also have been giving up a lot of rushing this yards. This is true. So <laughs> I guess you just do anything but punt, right. and you should be good. But uh, but the pass rush of the Bills has actually been getting to Brady. Yeah, it's been in his face, and we remember we've been hearing uh, two weeks in a row that Tom Brady has at least missed a little bit of practice time because of a sore Achilles. And that really, you know, when I hear that, I pause. I know that he's at a position that isn't running all over the field all the time. But a sore Achilles, from everything I know, doctors I've talked to, uh, that can be a precursor to a popped Achilles. That's what happened with Richard Sherman. That's why he's out for the year. If you want to talk about something that would run shockwaves through the entire NFL, uh, oh. it, 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 it would be that. Oh, no question. It'd be like losing Carr for the Raiders when they were the hottest team going in the playoffs, and then he gets hurt. Then Mariota got hurt, and you know, and those two teams died you know, right before even the playoffs started. So, no, it'd be a devastating injury. There's no question about it. Uh, it's strange they're starting off, uh, the Patriots start off with a penalty, which backs them up, and it makes it tough until Brady just hit that third and 11 to Gronkowski. A long pass from the Chiefs to Tyreek Hill. They call it out of bounds. He's saying it's in. No, that's one wow. foot in, one foot out. But good on the Chiefs for trying. I mean, the Chiefs that we know with 18 seconds to go in their own territory would just take a knee and go to the break. Uh, not these Chiefs. Uh, threw the ball downfield. Now only six seconds to go. Uh, they do have a timeout. They're at their own 36-yard line. Uh, can you get into field goal range with six seconds and call a timeout? No, they're just going to hand it off to Kareem Hunt. He's got a nice 15-yard run or so there, um, but that's going to be the end of the half. So it's Jets 21, Chiefs 17 as they head to the break in New York. The Chiefs trail. This is a huge game for them, but their offense at times did show some life in that half. No, it really did, especially the beginning of the game. They look they look great. And and you called it the the track meet is on out there in New York. It's twenty one seventeen and and that's a lot of points. And I think you were calling it like the big twelve uh this big twelve game broke. It was oh, fourteen yeah. all and they were still in the first quarter. Yeah, it looked like uh, Baker like Mayfield was running and, around out there. And Revis has missed a couple of tackles. He made one, but uh you know, shoot, anytime you don't play at all, uh you're gonna miss some tackles. But hopefully Revis can play even better the second half all right fantasy ticker is coming up next uh i haven't seen you in a month how's your fantasy team doing you headed My, for the playoffs they actually or? got a no but they actually okay. we got <laughs> got on a roll there one three or four you so. got no hope today even with no, a big win today no, you're not going to get in there there's something came up you got to update the deal i couldn't get that done oh and gosh you went Greg to europe Olson and you're playing for oh, playing tight end and oh man it's over that's what you got if you go to it's europe over. during the fantasy season you got to get a buddy to get your password and 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 my and basketball monitor team, that my basketball you. team is dominating except okay. my a mead guy got hurt uh, uh, well if uh, he can if he can get back look out i got the team next time you go to europe give me your password and <laughs> i will take your team to the promised land for the rest of you that are still working on something we'll have the fantasy update coming up next on red zone well the burkhead party continues Rex Burkhardt from one yard out touchdown. New England Yay. Patriots 15, Buffalo 3, extra point up. Good. New England 16 3. Rob, I'm sure you're shedding a tear as the Patriots paced one on the Bills. Yep. Uh, 
Want to see more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more go, time. Baby. Let's One go. more again. All right. Uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios fantasy ticker in just a second. Taking a look at some of the other developing stories around the league. Trevor Simeon still throwing interceptions. Uh, the Dolphins have one pick six, lead that game 16-3 early third quarter. Vikings now back out on the field, and the Falcons get an opening drive field goal to start the second half. Uh, the Vikings defense, as we were talking about earlier, Coach, a really good group. They've kept the Falcons out of the end zone, um, but the Falcons have the lead 9-7. to Yeah, that one's that is a great game. So, you know, this one's coming down to the wire. And, look, no team's hotter than the Vikings right now, so – the Falcons are just as impressive playing defense today as Minnesota's been. I mean, they have doing an outstanding job because this offense has been on fire all all uh, season, and especially lately. The Keenum's been doing great. They've been running the ball, you know, and Thielen's only got one catch, so uh, they're doing a great job. Route is on in Jacksonville. Early third quarter, 24-3. Jags lead the Colts' Leonard Fournette, who had, as we called it, a muted first half, is now on the board uh, he puts one in, 13 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown for him today. Bortles is up over 200 yards and has two touchdown throws, and the Jags are pinning one on the Colts, 24-3. to Jags stand to go 8-4 and now on the season, buying that they could make noise in the playoffs, maybe give a scare to the Steelers or Patriots. They already played the Steelers once this year, and they rocked them. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think so. I think Jacksonville has the talent to beat any of these teams. Uh, as long as the quarterback doesn't turn the football over. Look, when you run the football and play great defense, it's always been a uh, thing of success in the playoffs, and no team does that better than Jacksonville. So I, I think they're going to be a real threat. I know uh, Tennessee's playing the Texans. they got to have that when it's 10-10 to in that game. So uh, this will be a huge game for Jacksonville just to keep winning, and uh, they're hoping that the Texans can beat the Titans today. Falcons offense about to get the ball back, leading by two, 9.53 and counting to go. Third quarter, keep you up to date on that one. Bears and 49ers have started the second half as well. Bears had the ball first. Their drive stalled. Here comes Jimmy Garoppolo, who threw for 172 in the first half. He's now out on the field for the Niners' first attempt here of the second half. So we'll keep you up to date on that. He looks like one. Looks really, really good so far. Uh, But right now, let's do the fantasy ticker. Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. All righty, Coach, you remember the game. You stop me (laughs) when I get to one of your players, even though though you're out of it already. Right. Um, A lot of people, this is a big day in the fantasy world, and I have hope for all of you that Travis Kelsey is your tight end the top scorer of the day, and he's done it on only three catches, 90 yards. Two of them have gone for touchdowns. He probably could have had two more if Alex Smith would ever see him. Uh, he's been wide open in the Jets secondary all day long. But Kelsey is the leading fantasy performer of the day so far. Number two, Marquise Lee, wide receiver for the Jags, is having a nice one. Seven catches, 86 yards, and a score. Top two quarterbacks on the board as of today, as you would expect, Coach. Alex Smith and Blake Bortles. Wow. Alex Smith and Blake Bortles. Smith, 164 through the air, two touchdowns, both going to Kelsey. He also took off for one rush. It went for 70 yards. And he's not leading it. That's crazy. No. 70-yard run. 70-yard run uh, for the Chiefs. That led to a field goal. Blake Bortles, 212 through the air, two touchdowns, seven yards rushing. 
Josh McCown is next. 164 yards through the air, touchdown throw. Also, eight yards on the ground and a touchdown run. So, nice day for McCown. Mike Wallace, the Baltimore receiver's up over 100 already. Five catches for 116 yards. And there's Joe Flacco, the next quarterback. I knew you knew he'd be the next guy. Um, where's Tom Brady? Joe Flacco, know. 192 yards, two touchdown throws for him. Matt Forte, four rushes, 19 yards, but two catches for 32 and a touchdown. Nobody worry about the fact that he never got into the end zone. The officials were cool with it. Rob Gronkowski, five catches, 79 yards. Jermaine Curse, five catches, 79 yards. Do you have any of these guys? What, what's going uh, that on would here, be no. no. You don't have any of them? No, I don't. All right. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought my team was, is much improved. And my team's playing about as good as the defenses are in Kansas City Jets. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good defense. Uh, 265 yards apiece for both those teams. Well, you notice, half. you notice all these offensive players I'm naming. A lot of them are oh, Jets and, and Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, defense is unbelievable. Anybody. You, have, you have all the Chief guys. So. All right, yeah, I do, I do. Um, all right, a couple more guys to see if we got anybody here for you. Let's see, Jamal Williams, 11 carries, 66 yards, and a score. I coached him when he was a D-tack on okay. All-Pro for the Chargers. We'll accept that. Okay, we'll good. Accept uh, that. That's my first guy. All right. in, it's, it's a in totally different weeks. Jamal Williams, yep. but that's okay. Right. Uh, he was a Pro Bowler. Yeah, whatever. We'll he take was it. Awesome. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 41 yards well, and a I wish touchdown. I had him. Yeah, Marcus Mariota's only thrown for 96, but he has 23 yards on the ground and a score. We went through all of those names, 12 points and above. That's everybody. And we still haven't gotten to Tom Brady. Tom Brady, no. who does not have any. The, the Patriots just got their first touchdown of the game, but it came on the ground. I have no knowledge of that. The game's a long way from over. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, I'm scanning, scanning, looking Uh-oh. for Tom. I'm looking for I don't see Tom. My rod's running. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Tom is nowhere on this list. Tom does not. Uh, like he's not playing. He does not have any points today. All he's doing is yelling at so, his coach. Yeah, he does have a lot of good yells. All right, that's the fantasy football ticker. Uh, here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Mark Willard, Rob Ryan, Week 13 of the National Football League. All right. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has the 49ers up near midfield. He's at least on this drive flipped the field, second down and long coming up. Um, but I tell you, again, uh, he's on the road. It's cold. The Bears are a good defense, even though they're not a very good team. Uh, I'm going to say that the early returns here – Add in his two throws last week, one of them going for a score. 49er fans have to be pretty excited by what they're seeing. I keep saying accurate, athletic, under control. No, he looks great. I mean, he looks fantastic. This uh, this whole team looks, you know, like they're they're playing better, like always. Uh, but shoot, you got to be impressed with Garoppolo. He just stepping in there, new team coming in here and just and ripping a good team apart. I know they only have nine points, but he's moving the team up and down the field with his arm. Oh, they are outgaining the Bears. Uh, I mean, let's see. Just a quick look at the score. I mean, it's more than two to one. They're outgaining the Bears. They trail by five because the Bears have a punt return for a touchdown, um, and that's what has the Bears in front, 14-9. to You mentioned it. Matt Stafford in the second half is when he comes to actually play, and, uh, and here we go, opening drive of the third quarter. Touchdown for the Lions. That's Theo Riddick who is going to run this one in. But Stafford is now up over 150 yards. Don't quite go away in that one yet. The Ravens led at halftime 20 to nothing. Now it's 20 to 7. Right. I mean, that's uh, that's how Detroit plays, though. They play sloppy. Some point in the game, Detroit's going to look terrible. But then they just come back and they're right in it. And they play the easiest schedule in football, uh, you know, at the end of the year. 
Um, halftime for us, two more hours to go. The second half of all of these Week 13 football games with a lot of playoff implications on the line are about to unfold. Stay with us. We'll bring all of it to you on Red Zone Radio. Patriots on the move again and leading comfortably. Vikings and Falcons really getting good. Close game in the second half. And the 49ers add a field goal. They're within two in Chicago, but Rob Ryan just brought up a really good point as we sit here and gush over Jimmy Garoppolo. More on that in a second. We're live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And in a few, Jeff Allen will stop by from Vegas with a free selection. Coach, it's now 14-12, Bears over the Niners. Niners have outplayed the Bears. Bears got a punt return for a touchdown. Garoppolo looks fantastic, has a wonderful presence on the field. Every single time they've gotten the ball, they've been able to move the sticks at least a few times. He looks really good, but you brought up a great question. Do they want to win this game, <laughs> or should they want to win this game? Uh, actually, I mean, you know, it's great. As competitors, you want to win, but right. if you're looking at the big picture, absolutely not. I think they want to do their, <laughs> hey, we look good, but we lose things. Yep. That's what they were doing so well early in the year. And because, uh, you know, you brought up point about that second pick, could we worth so many more picks, oh. draft picks, than the third one, because both quarterbacks, you know the top two quarterbacks are going one-two. Darnold and Rose. Right. And, you would, that, that's the way it looks right now. Obviously, right. they need to decide to come out, blah, blah, blah. They need to perform well in their pro days and the combines or whatever they do. But being that the Browns right now would be slated to be one, the 49ers would be slated to be two, the Giants are three, but remember, the Giants have just benched their quarterback. The 49ers have a win in hand head-to-head against the Giants. Their only win of the year was right. against the Giants. So if they end up tied, uh, the Giants are going to get that pick. And the difference between two and three, if those two teams at the top both want quarterbacks and the 49ers are sitting there and they've got their guy, that slot going from two to three, let's say the Niners are two and the Giants are three, they can call the Giants and be like, so here's the deal. There are eight teams calling us right now sure. for this pick. How bad do you want that quarterback? And that's what they did to the Bears last year. And they ended up getting like four or five draft picks out of it. Yeah, moving up one spot. And and that's the truth. But you don't think the Giants thought about that when they decided to pitch Eli Manning, <laughs> no, do you? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I know they don't tank in the NFL, but you don't think maybe. Never, never. And they especially, possibly thought about Well, that. especially when you think about how he got benched and it's announced by a coach who then is going to get fired five days later. Yeah. In other words, and I never really bought this, this decision was not made by one person. He didn't make no, this no, no, decision no. without the help of the general manager. No. And quite frankly, the owners and the Mara but family maybe, can tell you, know, you all day about how they wanted to build. They miscommunicated it all, but whatever. we know there's definitely a – this was – there's a lot of things to it, obviously, but uh, – you know, was it handled poorly? Sure, but do the, is there other motives? Absolutely. No question. Losing is not always a bad thing. And the 49ers, though, with all that said, uh, they're holding up their end of the bargain today, which is, wow, Garoppolo looks great, and, great. man, they almost beat the Bears. Like, right. that would be the top headline oh, that could come out of there, right? Them. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah, so 14 to 12 is the score, and they're already late third quarter there. we got some games that are flying today. What is going on? A lot of running. Like, I mean, yeah. A lot of running. So. <laughs> By the way, I listened to Colin earlier this week. I wanted to ask you this. And Colin is talking about how even Tom Brady ages. 
And I know sometimes it looks like he doesn't. But he brought up a stat which was like over the last, say, five, six, seven years, what happens in December? And his numbers go way down. And he was talking about this is a deeper dive. Don't just look at the season numbers. In December, Tom Brady's numbers, the last handful of years, even in the playoffs where we've seen some, you know, ho-hum games from Tom Brady. Super Bowl wasn't good until the fourth quarter. His numbers go way down. And that's a sign that at his age, he starts to run out of gas a little bit in the second half of the season. I thought, okay, I buy that. But here's another thought. Is it just weather? The weather plays I mean, a huge doesn't, doesn't part doesn't everybody's of, numbers go sure. down in December and January? Absolutely. I mean, you know, unless, you know, you're playing on turf and indoors the whole time. Look, elements are part of the game, but you can have some of those days, really bad days, and you're not going to be able to throw for 400 yards. You're going to have to run the football to be successful. And uh, especially in a New England. New England. Buffalo. And road games in Buffalo. The Jets. I mean, yeah, and that's, that's their division. You know, so they're going to play that a few times. The other thing is, when they are winning, they're going to pound it out. They're going to pound that rock and just keep running the football, play good defense, and win that way. So, uh, you know, the numbers, I think, could be skewed with Brady. Now, some of the other guys that play indoors, is, you know, then it, it's a clear sign of people getting tired or who they're playing. I look at it, the Patriots' schedule. This is what Tom Brady in December will do. He'll play today in Buffalo right. so far. Um, no although, TD passes. Well, I think he no. just did. He just get one, or did they call him down and go in? That was Burkhead. I don't know if he ran it in or he caught one. I'll get that well, for he you. Ran, in a second. He ran it in. Okay, to about the half yard line for a touchdown. All right, <laughs> exactly. There's a new rule today in the NFL. You only have to break the one. Right. Uh, and so it's twenty three to three. Patriots lead the Bills, but yeah, statistically, Tom Brady today in Buffalo looks pretty cold out there. Uh, statistically not doing much. Now, next week he'll be in Miami. The weather will be fine, at least we would think on paper. And then his last three games for December at Pittsburgh, home to Buffalo, home to the Jets, cold, cold, cold. Right. Yeah, and, and he's used to that. I mean, you know, he still finds a way. When you look at the uh, the one stat that means more in all the passing yards and all that is wins and losses. I guarantee he's got a lot of W's landed. Indeed. Tom Brady today, 17-24, 206 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Rex Burkhead has two rushing touchdowns, and the Patriots now have a 20-point lead on the Bills, 23-3. to We haven't talked much about this game today, and it's a close one, and it's a big one. Houston is at Tennessee. Uh, Houston is probably out of it. They don't have Deshaun Watson anymore. They're four and seven. But the Titans somehow are seven and four, and people look at them on paper and they can't really figure out how or why. And Marcus Mariota is having yet another Marcus Mariota type day today. Houston's a good defense, but Mariota only has 95 yards passing. He has no touchdowns, no interceptions. He does have a rushing touchdown. That's how Tennessee broke the plane today. So in this 10 10 game, uh, I look at Mariota. I know six interceptions in the last two weeks. When you look at his last two games, I'm still pretty high on this guy. But where are you on Marcus Mariota? This is year three. Like he and Jameis Winston are supposed to be doing some really nice things this year. Yeah, I think I think he's he's uh, still a really good player. When you know the tough thing with him is he can run the football, uh, you know, and that makes it tough because he can he you know to defend. He can throw it. He can run it. He's a multiple weapon. The durability question is still there with him. Uh, but, look, everybody's beaten up on the Texans' defense this year. Uh, I know last year they were number one in the league. This year they're struggling. And Mariota, ha- they have to win this game. 
if they're going to keep pace with Jacksonville, they have to win it. If they lose this game, shoot, they're they're in jeopardy. They're you know of losing out completely to Jacksonville. You know, so I think this is a major game for them. I think the Texans, like you said, they're playing better defensively lately. But uh, you know, they they've had their ups and downs as well. Yep. But but uh, I like Mariota, uh, his development. I think he's still a good quarterback. They don't have the best weapons. Eric Decker is probably their best weapon. The tight end's a pretty good player. Uh, but they need to add some more talent around them, I think. Decker is their leading receiver today with 27 yards. Right. I mean, they have to, they have to get this guy some more weapons to throw the ball to. Well, and they, you know, they grabbed, uh, they grabbed Corey Davis with a first round pick right. this year. Yep. Um, waiting for him to, to do some things. Rookie receivers, sometimes it does take a year. Um, so looking at him, Rashard Matthews is another guy. I mean, they, they, they do have some, some guys, but are they a level guys? The running game's not, not going yet. as good as they used to. Well, and I mean, to me, the thing. Th- th- that's a mysterious thing about their running game. To me, it feels like it's time to go to Derrick Henry instead of DeMarco Murray. I agree. And I like, uh, DeMarco, but Henry's, uh, he's on my fantasy. Oh, team. that's what it is. But okay. he never played, but, <laughs> but he's a big, strong guy. And he look, is. he had some production as a rookie. They need to give this guy, you know, you're going to have to have somebody that can pound the rock in the playoffs if they can get there. Vikings are inside the 10. We'll keep you up to date there. They trail 9-7. to seven. Big game right there. So we'll take a look at that one. The third quarter just ended, though. So it's a break in the action. But I look at this whole running back tandem thing. Like Tennessee today, DeMarco Murray, eight carries for 40 yards. Nothing terribly wrong with that. No, that's, that's, that's fine. Derrick Henry only has three carries, 30 yards. He's averaging 10 yards per carry. Um, these guys need more totes, number one, but their offense can't stay on the field. And I think it's a very dicey thing to ask a team to do, to be able to do, for instance, what New Orleans is doing this year. To have Ingram and Kamara both just blowing up, getting theirs, feeling like they're getting into the game, enough carries, enough touches for everyone, that's very hard to do. I feel like Tennessee's trying to do it, but more often than not, it leaves Derrick Henry with not enough times with the ball. Yeah, and there's not enough differences between those two backs, you know. To me, uh, in in New Orleans, there is a difference. Yes, Kamara can. He's they got Mister Inside, Mister Outside. Kamara can do anything he wants on the edge, uh, uh, you know. And Ingram's more of a between the tackles guy, so they're more of a complement to each other. Where those two are both runners with the football, uh, they're decent receivers. But you know, uh, Demarco is. But there's not enough difference between those two guys. Uh, Chiefs now have the ball for the first time in the second half. The Jets get an opening drive field goal and now lead by a touchdown, 24-17. The AFC West teams are watching this with great interest. Alex Smith throws deep. He's got Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's going to put the two fingers up. That's a touchdown, and that was a thing of beauty. There's Alex Smith throwing it downfield again. <laughs> Finally. That's where what was he that was last doing. Yeah, where, where's it been for the last month? That looked yeah. like early season Chiefs, and uh, they are an extra point away from tying the game. So that was a big play for them. But the whole AFC West is really watching this one closely. It's still only a tie game. If the Jets win today... We don't need to remind you, right, that the Chargers are hosting Cleveland later today. That is a very probable win. The Raiders are hosting Geno Smith later today. That is a probable win. win. If the Jets win this game, we are probably a few hours away from three teams being tied at 6-6. and Yeah, that's amazing. But like you say, look, Kansas City hits that one. That's a big touchdown. Ties the game 24-24. I believe they've already benched Revis. They showed a stat with him with his 
Four tackles, had his helmet nice off. Run for him in Kansas so, City last so quarter know. and a half. Yeah, so I don't know if he's still playing or not, but uh, 24-24 in this. I mean, these guys are going to set the record for for uh, yardage. Case Keenum to Kyle Rudolph, touchdown. Vikings back in front in Atlanta. Huge game here. And quite frankly, I'd say there's a lot of NFC teams out there that are pretty excited about that play. I think Atlanta losing today, it would be great for Carolina. It's great for Seattle. It's great for Green Bay. It's great for Dallas. Let Minnesota go be the division winner. You want to keep that wild card thing manageable. And the Falcons, the difference between 8-4 and 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 7-5 would be monstrous. Oh, man. This would kill them if they lose this game. Even though they have two games coming up against the Saints, they they need this game. And, And it's tough. You're playing... You know, probably the best team in the league. Yep, so they're lining up for the extra point here, uh, and that one is going to go through. 14-9, Vikings lead at Atlanta. Week 13 coming into focus. Back with more in a moment. Red Zone Radio. All right, Tom Brady back out on the field. Comfortable 20-point lead. One of the only comfortable leads of the entire week so far. Jets back in front of the Chiefs, 27-24. Green Bay trying to hang on in the fourth quarter, 17-13 lead over Tampa. Aaron Rodgers back in a couple of weeks if the Packers can keep winning. Bears lead the 49ers, 14-12. Doesn't tell the story of how good Jimmy Garoppolo has looked today. And, as predicted by Rob Ryan, here come the Lions in the second half. Yep. Another touchdown, and that 20 to nothing lead for Baltimore is now 20-13 to 13 at the end of the third quarter. So that one is still absolutely in doubt. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Mark Willard, Rob Ryan, Red Zone Radio. Uh, the Chiefs back out on the field. We got Peterman in the game. Uh, we, got, we do? We do. We got a Nathan Peterman sighting, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the five interceptions in one half against the Chargers has got nothing on this moment. Peterman back in for Tyrod Taylor. The Patriots lead 23-3. And, of course, it's Tyrod Taylor's fault that they're losing to the Patriots, the same team everybody loses <laughs> right. to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Maybe this guy won't throw an interception this play. Well, uh, that would be exciting. So we're watching Nate <laughs> Peterman now here with 13 minutes of this football pretty good left to go. Duty member. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's better than he is in starting the game. Yeah. Smart thing. First uh, play handed off to LaShawn McCoy. Good work. All right. Yeah. Here's Chris Myers, Rams, Cardinals later today on Fox. He'll be alongside Daryl Johnston and Laura Oakman on the call. 425 Eastern time kick uh, on Fox later today. Chris, great to have you. Thanks so much for, uh, for doing it. Um, the Rams this year have been really good on the road with a young quarterback. That's a strange dynamic. How has uh, Sean McVay and, and, and group kind of, uh, how have they achieved that? Well, one of the reasons on the road, uh, and it was news this week about the up-tempo offense and how McVay uses all of the, the time and the, and the audio transmission from the helmet to his young quarterback, you know, it shuts off 15 seconds before the play clock expires and what, Make, you know what McVeigh does and Goff, he gets everybody up to the line. They don't necessarily snap it right away, but it gives him a chance to survey the defense with the coach calling in the play, and it also helps a little bit to quiet down the, the crowd noise on the road because usually, when especially a third down, you break the huddle. It's almost on cue 
the uh, the crowd gets noisy for the opposing offense. So that's worked. And the fact that they have a great understanding, Goff called his receivers the smartest group of receivers. They have to be smart uh, to run the kind of offense they do. They could almost run this offense without huddling the entire game. That's their their point of view, and that's how they're averaging 30 points a game, which is second in the NFL, only to uh, only to New England. Yeah, that that's really been impressive. We've been watching them all year. This is Rob Ryan, that uh, that Cardinal defense has usually been such a stellar group, and I know they're still starting to play a little bit better. Uh, this could be a heck of a game if if those guys can can take over like they used to do. Uh, and, and give these guys troubles. I think Robert Woods is still out, and uh, you know Patrick Peterson will be all over Sammy Watkins. Yeah, Rob, you're right. That he'll he'll you know the term you guys use the coaches he'll travel with him. At least it'll start out that way. But Farrell Cooper uh, has stepped in with Josh Reynolds, a couple of young receivers, and Cooper Cup, who leads all rookies in receiving yards, has emerged as a go-to guy for Jared Goff. Very. Very sure-handed, and again, you still have Watkins and, and Todd Gurley out of the backfield. But I, I think what'll hurt the Cardinals, and you didn't get the news, is that Adrian Peterson uh, is is inactive with a neck injury. Kerwin Williams will start again at running back. He's beat up with some bruised ribs, and so you know Blaine Gabbert won't have a lot of a running game to work with on offense and to sustain drives. So that that'll mean that you know the, the Ram offense will get a lot of opportunities uh, no matter how well Patrick Peterson or or Chandler Jones who's having a, a pro bowl year how well they play on defense for the Cardinals. Chris, I'm sure at this point while the Cardinals are 5 and 6, you're not going to get any discussion from any of them about next year because I'm sure in their minds they still think there's an outside shot at the playoffs, but let's be honest as the rest of us don't really see that as probably playing out in the NFC. I'm really curious about this team next year. You mentioned Adrian Peterson. David Johnson will be back and running that backfield uh, next year. But with all the teams and this race for the young quarterbacks, uh, do you think the Cardinals are going to be one of those teams? Like, what what is the future hold for Carson Palmer and this team at that position? Yeah, Carson Palmer would like to try and and, and come back, but that's the question. I, I think... You know, Larry Fitzgerald signed a deal to come back next year, but he's very coy about that. He said, yeah, I have a contract. Now, Bruce Arians and Palmer both have deals for next year, but there's a there's a kind of a, a, a loose vibe that, you know, Arians at 65, he's the second oldest coach in the league, and, uh, it, it, you know, maybe the, his health, things are wearing, that he might decide to step away. That certainly would affect Carson Palmer. And then the new head coach would have a decision to make with which direction to go at, at quarterback. And I think there is a general sense that the next year's starting quarterback for the Cardinals, or at least the quarterback, uh, their franchise quarterback, is not yet with this team. And that'll hinge a lot on who the next head coach will be, whether it's this season or the time that, that Arians does step away. NFC West could really look different come tomorrow morning with uh, the Seahawks having a tough game tonight against the Eagles. And uh, if the Rams can get a victory and stay ahead of them against the Cardinals today, we'll be watching on Fox later this afternoon. Chris, thank you so much. All right, Rob, uh, we'll see you. Take care. Right, okay, take care. yeah, Chris Myers on the call later. Rams at Cardinals. Okay, uh, right now the Bears are around midfield. Mitch Trubisky uh, doing some things with his legs right here, trying uh, to see if he can get the Bears to put a little bit more points on the board. Came up a little bit short, so it's fourth down. This is going to be interesting. Uh, talk about worlds colliding. The 49ers are about to get the ball back. They trail by two. Five and a half minutes to go in this game, and they're going to be, you would think, depending on how this play comes about, they're going to be buried somewhat deep in their own territory. Indeed, they will be. Fair catch made at the seven-yard line. So you've got 
desires colliding right now. Here comes Jimmy Garoppolo for a late fourth quarter down by two drive. And if you're a Niner fan, what do you want to see? Do you want to see him drive it all the way down and then miss the field goal? Like, what do you want? I think that'd probably be ideal, but uh, (laughs) I know the the players are playing to To go all the way down and score. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. But, again, I don't know who they play at the end of their schedule, but, uh, you know, this Garoppolo really makes them a pretty decent-looking team. Um, I uh, think they're they're at Houston next week. Right, and that could be a winnable game if if they really wanted it, and you know. So I think I think it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do. I I know everybody's excited to see this guy in a two minute drill uh, at Texans, home to the Titans, home to the Jags, at the Rams. That's the remainder of the Forty Nine er schedule. Yeah, you want to see him drive all the way down to Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I don't like the chances. Uh, they might uh, win one of them. Yeah, exactly. He's been looking good. All right, we'll yeah. have that coming up. The Falcons uh, have the ball, and they're down by five with eight minutes to go. So that's got a ton of intrigue. We'll keep you up to date on that one here momentarily. Let's uh, get uh, Ilo in here with a full scoreboard update. Ilo, what do you got? Yeah, Mark, the Minnesota Vikings looking to make it eight wins in a row, holding that 14-9 lead at Atlanta, 7-48 and counting for the fourth quarter. The Falcons have the ball, second down and three for Atlanta near midfield as Minnesota used a 15-play, 89-yard, 8-minute and 15-second drive to retake the lead. Case Keenum takes the pad out blind snap. Three-step drop, fired to the end zone, caught, touchdown, Vikings! Kyle Rudolph with the touchdown reception, 13-9, Minnesota. Paul Allen the call on K-Fan, Devontae Freeman with a carry on the left side, getting a first down going in to Vikings territory, but again, the Falcons without a touchdown yet in this game, still trailing at home to Minnesota, 14-9 midway through the fourth. The Ravens up 27-13 over the Lions, two and a half into the fourth. The Patriots have a 23-3 lead at Buffalo, five minutes and 40 seconds into the fourth. Tyrod Taylor out of this game with a knee injury, Nathan Peterman in at quarterback for the Bills. The Jets have a 27-24 lead over Kansas City after three quarters. The Titans up 17-10 over the Texans after three. Tampa Bay up 20-17 over the Packers at Lambeau Field on an 11-yard touchdown pass from Jameis Winston to Cameron Brait. The Jaguars lead the Colts 27-10, four minutes into the fourth quarter. Dolphins ahead of the Broncos 26-9 with one to go in the third quarter. And the Bears holding on to a 14-12 lead over the 49ers, 5-27 left in the fourth. San Francisco a first down and 10 at their 21. Jimmy Garoppolo 22 of 32 for 252 with one interception. Earlier today, the college football playoff field announced number two seed Oklahoma against three seed Georgia. In the Rose Bowl, that's one semifinal in the other semi, number one seed Clemson against four seed Alabama in the Sugar Bowl as the Crimson Tide gets in over Ohio State. Here was Urban Meyer's reaction. Oh, we had a loss. You know, we had a tough loss. You know, I think that was the toughest one, and I was kind of hoping that we had those you know good wins. You know, yet I think we had three wins against the top sixteen teams in America. Uh, but I get it. I mean, it's move forward and. Uh, Get around people you care, your family or teammates. And despite not getting in, Urban Meyer still sounding even more enthusiastic than Nick Saban did when we heard from him earlier, and Saban's team made the college football playoff. Mark and Rob, back to you. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Ilo. Here's Jimmy Garoppolo. Look at that. A little bit of a uh, improvisational play there. Gets the Niners to within a yard of their first down marker. It'll be third and one coming up. Four minutes to go. 
Bears 14, Niners 12. Garoppolo has looked good. We'll see what he can do on this drive. Meantime, the Jets have moved into Chiefs territory, already leading by three. How about that catch right there? Uh, by uh, Was that Jermaine Curse? My goodness, that was catch. an incredible One-handed. catch. They're going to give it to him. One-handed catch, got both feet down. By the way, speaking of the Jets receiving core, Robbie Anderson, eight catches, 107 yards today. Uh, they really found themselves something with him. He is all over the field for they the really, Jets today. That kid's a star. I mean, he really is. And, and McCowan has played so well considering he came from Cleveland, looked all, you know, he's 50 years old or whatever he is. <laughs> right. And he's played really well. And just, you know, uh, in that Buffalo game, you just saw they tried Steph Gilmore, their old corner, the Bills' old corner, three times. He answered the bell all three times and, and kept him out of the end. Kept him out. So uh, poor Nate Peterman is unable to score, although he did move him down the field and did not throw a pick. So that was wonderful. Which, uh, dang, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that was... there goes Vegas. <laughs> Vegas had him throwing another one. Uh, the Falcons right now are in the midst of a very, very big drive. It is third and ten. Five, twenty, and counting to go. Mm. Uh, and they're going to come up Fourth just short. All right, so what do you do here, Coach? You're down by five. There's still 5.16 to go. You've got two timeouts. You're in field goal range. Yeah, you got you to well, get within two, or well, do you got to go for it? you're in field goal range, if you, it's, that's a long field goal. They're, you're going to get it I think with they're Brian. In, He's a good one. Yeah, so I think uh, they're in pretty good yeah, that's, shape that's on a field what you goal. Do. That's, you definitely do that. You kick it off, play good defense, get the ball back again. And let Matt Ryan do his thing. Man, the Vikings have kept the Falcons entirely out of the end zone today, uh, and they do it again here. So here's Matt Bryant lining up for what is going to be about a 45-yarder, and Bryant is, oh, oh man, it. It. no good. Oh, goodness, that's a tough one. So that's going to give the Vikings good field position, and uh, now the clock is on their side as well, 4.58 to go. Falcons do have two timeouts, but their defense is going to have to get the ball back as quickly as possible. Take another look at this field goal. That did not miss by much. Oh, oh. Matt Bryant, just, just wide left. So Vikings 14, Falcons 9, and that's good news for all of the other NFC teams that are hoping to get a wild card spot. See yeah. if they can keep the I mean, Falcons down a little if, bit. If they can do that. But if the Falcons win, wow, is that going to be a heck of a race in the uh, NFC South? All right, the Jets have uh, a third and seven coming up well into Chiefs territory. Might be in range for a field goal. Still a lot of time in that game, 11 and a half to go. Jets leading by three. Love has an army, and you can join the fight. Help the Salvation Army fight for those in need all over our community this Christmas by going to foxsportsradio.com and clicking the red kettle icon to donate, we would be so appreciative. Or you can call one eight three three Sal Join one eight three three S A L J O I N. All right, Forty ers not only convert on their third down, they're going to move the ball forward to midfield. First and ten, three and a half and counting. Bears up by two, but the Forty ers are now only about oh, 15, 20 yards away uh, from at least being in field goal range here. Uh, checking in again on Jimmy Garoppolo's day, and you heard Ilo say he's got a pick. It was a not-your-fault pick. Uh, Garoppolo, 23 of 33, 255 yards outside of that, uh, and is passing the eye test for sure. Uh, so he looks good, and the Niners are on the move. Uh, Jets unable to convert on that third down, so a field goal attempt of 38 yards coming up for them. This has been a great football game between these Man, two. Man, it's been up and down the field, all kinds of offense. And what a what an important game it is for Kansas City. Ooh, the field goal is just good. It's good. Just good. Okay. Boy, that was close. So Jets are up by six. Here's my question for you about the Chiefs. 
Um, and the AFC West right now hinging on these final 11 minutes in a very big way. Last week, the thought was, man, their offense is all messed up. So what do you say about the Chiefs in total based on the idea that the offense has come out and done their thing today, scored 24 points, Alex Smith has three touchdown passes, but they're still losing. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's like one side of the ball is always bad, you know. So it's one of those years they got off to that great start, five and zero. Oh, everything's great, but then it's oh the offense tanks, oh the defense is tanked, oh now it's the special teams. I mean, it hadn't been great, you know, for the last month or so. But this game, they got a chance if they can keep that offense rolling. If they can score last, they could beat the Jets. Then you know, then they can have the confidence that hey, our offense is back. Now let's just play better on defense. But but if they don't, man, these other teams, the other AFC teams, are catching up or caught up. That'd be crazy. Third and nine for Garoppolo at midfield. Throws oh, over the middle, pass. and it is a beautiful pass. And it's going to be a first down and much much more. Uh, that was Trent Taylor over the middle. And see what I mean? Now they like just got to kill the clock yeah, to try now, to keep the game winner. Down to the two-minute warning, and they're well within field goal range and down by two. Just run the Gosh, ball. that was a beautiful throw. Uh, I mean, we've said it a number of times today. Garoppolo, you know, it, it's one thing to, you know, make completions or whatever. I mean, he is just, it, it's pinpoint passes like that where the guy can catch it and keep running because it's right in stride. Yeah, it is. And the offensive line has done a great job. They have. You know, because he's had some time back there. Uh, but he's but he's doing a great job, like you've mentioned over and over. His poise and 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 you can just see how how he understands the game. He's doing such a great job. Now they're right in chance to win the game. All I have to do is run the football. All right, Tampa Bay and Green Bay have an interesting game going on, and I keep thinking of Aaron Rodgers in this game. It's now been tied back up. Tampa took the lead. Cameron Brait with his second touchdown catch of the game, but the Packers come back the other way, get a field goal. They're tied twenty to twenty, two oh one to go in that game. And my thought is all about Aaron Rodgers. Like if the yeah. Packers can just somehow scrape out a win here and a win there and get that guy back on the field, then who knows what happens. And then they're right in it with every other team, you know, in this NFC, you know, NFC where you have to have, like we say, at least 10 wins to get in. So uh, uh, there's no room for error for the Packers, but it would be amazing if they actually brought Aaron Rodgers back after that devastating injury to come back and lead him. And obviously, you'd have to give him the ball if he was well enough to play. Oh, man. All right, big third down coming up in Atlanta. We'll get that set up for you in a second. But also pass along. Touchdown pass from Matt Stafford, his first of the day. They will not go away. Baltimore was up 20 to nothing in this game. It's now 27-20 to in favor of Baltimore. But there's still just under nine minutes to go in the game. So the Lions, uh, the Lions who very much are like, hey, hey, don't forget us. We're over here. If they can get a win today, they're 7-5. and And they're very much a part of this picture in the NFC as well, which is a heavy picture. I and mean, they don't play anybody. Yeah, there's so many teams right now yeah, that have a Lions shot here. don't play anybody, so if they win this game, it's going to be tough on everybody else because they're going to be one of those playoff teams. That, when you look at their schedule, that's pretty soft. Rest of the way, at Tampa, home to the Bears, at Cincy, home to the Packers. I mean, although that might no, be an Aaron Rodgers yeah, game. Now, if Aaron Rodgers yeah. is there, uh, they, uh, they, they, they more so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, right. I'll take Rodgers. Third and four for the Vikings. <laughs> this is big. Falcons need the ball back. Four minute mark. Keenum oh throws. Thielen is wide, wide open. open over the middle. He's going to go all the way down to the 21 yard line. 
first down, and much more, and the Vikings are in field goal range. They're still 345 on the clock, but the Falcons are now out of timeouts, and the Vikings are at minimum going to get, you would think, another three on the board. Unless, heck, they get one more first down, they just run the clock entirely out. So uh, the Vikings now in very good shape, leading this one 14-9 and have the ball deep in Atlanta territory. The Chiefs trail by six, but they've got the ball 11-10 and counting in that game. We'll check in on that one coming up next on Red Zone Radio. All right, Coach, the Niners have no timeouts. The Bears have no timeouts. The clock is ticking. It's fourth down. Here come the Niners onto the field. They're going to try to have the clock go down as low as possible. It's a chip shot, 29, I'm sorry, 24-yarder for Robbie Gold. Tick, 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 10 seconds, 9, 8, 7, the snap, the kick. It's good. Uh-oh. Four seconds to go, no you flags on the field. And the New York Giants <laughs> have moved into the number two oh, slot of the NFL draft, at least for the moment. As long Feels as sick. Gino doesn't get hot. 15-14, 49ers do not hit the end zone today. However, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo moved the ball at will against a very good Bears defense. Final tail of the tape for Garoppolo, 26 of 37 for 293 yards, no touchdowns, and one not-your-fault pick. Right. That's a great game for him. How exciting is that for that team? And look, defensively they played well albeit against the Bears, whose, whose offense is really bad, but uh, who's, who's been struggling especially. But that's a great win. You know, anytime you can do that, great job by Garoppolo going down the field in a two-minute situation, perfectly executed, get the, get the game winner right there. All right. Job. Absolutely. So the Niners are four seconds away from a victory. All smiles on the sideline there. And Jimmy Garoppolo does not need to pay for beer back in San Francisco. So uh, now we're looking at the Jets and Chiefs. Um, by the way, final in Atlanta. Vikings win 14 to 9. We're also watching the Packers and Bucks. It's 20 to 20. There's 43 seconds left. Packers just got the ball. Uh, let's see. At their own, they're at about the 37 yard line. Um, so they've got 40 seconds to see if they can flip the field a little bit and get into field goal range. But Brett Hundley has not been able to do much in the passing game at all today, has just 74 yards through the year and an interception. Jamal Williams has done some good things on the ground, 98 yards and a score, uh, but they're going to need Brett Hundley to do something right here if, they, if they're going to win this in regulation. 205 yards total against the Bucks defense, which is really a poor defense, so that's really a bad game by uh, Green Bay. Yep. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but I, I don't think they're going to risk too much. Now it's already third down. Yeah. Screen pass on second down yeah. goes for minus two yards, and the Packers are not moving with any urgency as the clock goes tick, 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 down below 20 seconds. Keep you up to date there. Um, but meantime, Chiefs and Jets. Alex Smith with his fourth touchdown throw of the game. Another one. I hope you didn't sit him on your fantasy team today. <laughs> what what dummy would Nobody do that? Nobody would do that. No one would do that. But um, Smith has four, <laughs> four touchdown throws. He hits Tyreek Hill for another long one. And the Chiefs go back in front of the Jets now, 31-30. to 30. They scored too fast. They, well, 42 left. Plenty of time on the <laughs> clock. And, uh, yeah, McCown has been moving the ball for the Jets pretty well also. So second and 10 for the Jets. Um, 7.42 to go in the game. Jets trail by one. And where are they on the field? They're at their own 41-yard line. 
So uh, they're not even in any sort of a hurry or a drill yet. No. I mean, there's plenty. We're only halfway through the Both fourth quarter here. Score, Jets could score twice, and KC could score twice at this rate. I mean, with the way the defenses are just getting ripped apart yep. in this uh, game. Second and ten, Forte goes up the middle for two yards. Um, so that'll bring up a third down and eight. Meantime, Packers and Bucks looks like uh, likely headed for OT. Seven seconds to go. Clock stoppage, third and 12 coming up for Brett Hundley and the boys. I think what they'll probably try to do here maybe is just throw one down, maybe throw one down the field, see if you can get a pass interference or something uh, to put you in field goal range. Hundley drops back, rolls out right, has time, indeed looking downfield, now throws downfield, incomplete, clock zero, and so that one is going to go into overtime. Um, keep you up to date there. Meantime, Baltimore has added a field goal, significant in now that they lead the Lions by 10, 30-20 with only 4-12 left to go. So they're looking good. Miami, the route is on over Denver, 33-9. The Denver's quarterback situation, uh, I'm going to go ahead and lock that up as oh, the Jets with a big five play to Jermaine Curse down to the five-yard line. So, Okay, first and goal for the Jets, and once again, neither defense doing anything in this game, wow, that's bad tackling. That's rough tackling. It was just a little slant pattern over the middle, and Curse ends up all the way down at the five-yard line. Um, but also want to mention, of all the bad quarterbacking situations in the NFL, I've got to, we've got a spot like the Broncos is the worst. Oh, God. Nine, nine points today, and their touchdown was a pick six from their defense. Their right. defense has outscored their offense today. Uh, Trevor Simeon's been picked three times. And once for a touchdown, I believe. Right. So, I mean, yeah, they've been awful. All year, you just can't. They don't even have a guy on the roster to do anything. Simeon's been terrible. Lynch has been terrible. Osweiler. Osweiler. I mean, yeah. I mean, who do you go to? No, you uh, you you go to the free agent wire. Bench, bench them all and pick some guy off off the street. Yeah, play him. Uh, well, there's no point in doing it this year. They're about to go to three and nine. Uh, she might as well wait. Figure that out in the off season. But it, as we were saying earlier, it does to me feel like a team that is going to be less interested in going to get a rookie quarterback because so many other things on that team are established, they might be on the market for a veteran quarterback, Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, someone like that. I agree. And and draft a guy because the right. other three can't play. I mean, it, you know, it, it, talk about wholesale changes needed. All three of those guys need to be shipped out. Get two new faces in there. they got to be better than what they have. All right. Uh, and by the way, here's a great example of what we're talking about. Who's your lead receiver for the Broncos? Demarius Who? Thomas. I don't mean for the day. I mean, he's your one, right? Today he's got one catch for seven yards. However, he leads the team in targets with eight. Mm. That means that they've thrown at him eight times. Seven of them he's not been able to complete. One of them for seven yards. That's it. Uh, their offense is so out of whack. It's... They fire the coordinator. Now they'll have to fire this one soon. I mean, it's it's been awful. All right, third and goal coming up for the New York Jets. Under five minutes to go in this game. They trail the Chiefs by one. But it's third and goal now at about the 10-yard line. Uh, actually, they're down at the seven. Uh, we're not going to get this play in. We will uh, we'll have the answer for the Jets coming up next on Red Zone Radio. And the ball game is over. Jamal Williams becomes the big player of the day in Green Bay. He just busted one from 20 yards on the opening drive of overtime. And Aaron Rodgers' collarbone just started to feel a little bit better right there. Look out. Relax. 26 to 20. The Packers beat the Bucs in Green Bay today. 
Meantime, the Jets are killing the Chiefs softly. They've twice, the Chiefs have stopped the Jets on third and goal, and both times, penalties have given the Jets a fresh set of downs, and the Jets just won't punch it in because all they're doing is sucking the clock out of the game. The Chiefs lead, but only by one, and the Jets only need a field goal to win. They've got the ball down on the doorstep of the goal line, second and goal, 2.26 to go, and the Chiefs are now forced to burn all of their timeouts. Yeah, no, it's just uh, just a horrible play by that Nelson kid. <laughs> I mean, you're holding a tight end who's not open to begin with, and you just keep holding him. Hold, of course, they're going to call that, you know. But brings up a first and goal. Jets just going to keep pounding it. You know, either they score a touchdown, like they did here. Yeah, or I maybe think they're not. still a little bit sh- you know? short. And by the way, let me correct something I said. I said Jamal Williams, the big player of the day, is he had a touchdown earlier. He had a huge catch and run that got the Packers down to the 20. And then, poof, guess who it was? Aaron Jones was back from injury today, gets his first carry of the day, 20 yards. It was Jones that got to do the Lambeau leap. Hell yeah. And the Packers beat the Bucs today, 26-20. to Sorry about that. Huge win. Absolutely huge win there. And, man, that Buccaneers defense dead last in the league. Uh, It it played so well for them. Uh, during the game, holding Green Bay's office 205 yards, and then just get ripped for 80 yards in the last drive in overtime. Ouch. All right, so back to that Chiefs-Jets game. Third and goal. It's almost one of those, I mean, look, if you're the Chiefs, you want to hold the Jets to a field goal, so you don't let them in. But no, you can't. you'd be better off having let them into the end zone two and a half minutes ago uh, than, than you are letting them run the clock all the way down. Now the Chiefs are out of timeouts. Uh, McCown is going to sneak on the third and goal, and nothing from the officials yet. They're both running to the uh, middle of the pile, and the arms are up. Touchdown, Jets. Uh, That couldn't have gotten worse. There's your worst-case scenario, which is the Jets probably got to suck another three minutes off of the clock in the process. At one point, even did kick the field goal, uh, but took it off the board because of a personal foul, and now they end up getting the touchdown, and there's only going to be two minutes left on the clock, uh, for Alex Smith and company uh, to uh, to get back out on there in the field, and they have to do it all with no timeouts. Yeah, no, that's that couldn't have gone worse. That last uh, <laughs> four minutes couldn't have gone worse for Kansas City, and then to give up a quarterback sneak. You know, now it's now they're going to go for two here to try to make it a seven point game. Of course they will. So it's thirty six thirty one. Jets lead the Chiefs two ten to go, and now the Jets will line up for a two point conversion to try to make it a seven point game. This is an incredibly significant development uh, with regard mainly to the Raiders and the Chargers. Oh, huge. Uh, who, who both stand later today, this afternoon. Uh, they're both big favorites in their home games. Uh, and if they can win them and this score holds, we get a three-way tie atop the AFC West. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you look at the Chargers. No one's hotter than they are. Really, if they don't fumble the ball against Jacksonville, oh. running the clock out, that's six wins in a row. Well, and and don't so, forget missing the field goal oh, uh, against the, the Dolphins early in the year. Yeah, well, that's don't forget, twice. I mean, yeah. they, they've they, at least two wins they had uh, in their grasp that they've let go. Here's the two-point conversion for the Jets. McCown's running all over the field. Oh, man. He's it's... all the way back at the 25, <laughs> throws it up into the air. Uh, and wait a minute. Oh, no, that was, a, was that a hat or a flag on the field? Uh, There's a flag, a flag of and they're going to call a hold on the Chiefs. Oh, this is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, no, hold on. Uh, yeah, on the Chiefs. Uh, and, and now and you're going to get a personal foul. foul as well. 
Um, that goes with the hold, I think. <laughs> as bad as the oh, it's Marcus. Marcus Peters, Peters no there doubt. There you go, Marcus Peters, and a flag ended up in the stands as well. <laughs> oh, I see what happened. Here's what happened: the official threw the flag for holding. Yep. Peters went over and picked up Chucked the flag it. and chucked it into the stands, which is going to get him an unsportsmanlike, and uh, and Maybe probably put the Jets out. even closer. But yep. you throw it out. <laughs> Maybe Revis will come back in now. <laughs> or maybe Marshawn Lynch will leave the Raider game to go protect oh, Marcus man. Peters. Look at this. There it is. Oh. He threw the flag into the stands. That's not going to be good. I can't think of a better souvenir if you're a fan. This guy, this fan's going to go home with a flag. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. I think I'd rather have the football, but, you know, maybe the flag would be. I don't know. Not too many people go, get the flag. You go buy an official ball at the store. Yeah, you can't true. get an official flag. Well, yeah, um, there's Peters officially getting thrown yeah, out, I Peters, believe. Peters has been tossed, and he's laughing about it. The Chiefs' defense has got nothing to laugh about. They're uh, imploding. And uh, the whole Jets, the whole, thi- the whole thing, 2.15 to go. The officials are sorting this out. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on. Meantime, ah, Andy Reed, yeah, boy, I tell you what, this was a 5-0 and team, and now they're on the brink of 6-6. Six and six, And uh, here are the Chargers. Uh, underway now against the Browns. Now, the Browns have the ball first, and the lead story here, of course, is Josh Gordon returns to the field. Was that him on the opening play? Uh, it sure was. It they go right to him. on a, <laughs> My fantasy leader. There you go. Nine-yard catch <laughs> over the middle for Josh Gordon. This will be fascinating to see what he does today. Um, look, he's going against uh, an upstart Charger defense, seemingly would go against Casey Hayward, a Pro Bowl-level cornerback, and he hasn't played in almost three years. I told you earlier we were laughing about how many people I've said, oh, well, you can't go to Kaepernick now. He hasn't played in almost a year. <laughs> well, we have no problem tossing Gordon out there uh, after three years, and Hugh Jackson's been pumping him all week like, yeah, this is our guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, they haven't won a game. They've won one yeah, game in two years. That's true. So it's probably the worst, most losses in, in the history of the league. So he's looking to deflect heat any way he can. Sure. But, but Josh Gordon, this really would be a remarkable uh, story if he can come back from all that drug addiction and all all the things that he's had in his personal life. I mean, this isn't a one-time offender. This is a three-time offender. Uh, you know, it'd be fantastic to see the young man if he could get his life together. It's probably the first game he's played sober in, in a long time. And that's according to his words. Right. His words. I mean, that's the truth. His words in the GQ article that came yeah. out recently is that he has never played an NFL game where he either wasn't a little bit high or a little bit drunk. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, it'd be great to see if he can have success, you know, and uh, and more importantly, success off the field. All right, so there's only two early games that are still happening. The Jets and Chiefs have gotten everything figured out. The two-point attempt will now come from inside the one-yard line because of multiple penalties. I would think McCown would just sneak it again, right? Nope, they're going to do a toss a little sweep. flip and run to the corner. Yeah, but it's going to work, and McGuire is in. And uh, now the Jets lead by a full seven, 2.15 to go. No timeouts for the Chiefs as they get the ball back. Well, we said both teams could score twice. I think they actually can here if Kansas City oh, goes no down and scores again. So, <laughs> no doubt. Wow. There's uh, no defense at all out there now. Uh, the other early game that is still going, by the way, final now, the Ravens really exploded in the final minutes and ended up going away 44-20 winners over the Lions. So there's the quiet Ravens now at 7-5. and five. Uh, But Tennessee and Houston are still going. The Titans have a 17-13 lead on the Texans. Uh, but Houston's got the ball with 2.08 to go, and they are in Tennessee territory at the 36-yard line. They need a touchdown, but they're at the 36-yard line just outside the two-minute warning. So we'll keep an eye on that. 
um, and uh, keep you up to date there. Miami and Denver are still going, but they're not still going. Miami leads that game 35-9 to uh, with about five minutes left to go, and the Bronco quarterback situation. You know, you were talking moments ago about what, what do the Broncos do with Vance Joseph. I always feel bad for coaches, especially in their first year. What, what was he to do? He's got no options at quarterback. No, none, but it's just strange. When you see a team as good as they were, uh, you know, and all the hype. Remember, this was a, a Super Bowl contender sure. going into the season, and uh, Elway and all of them thought that Simeon was the answer. Uh, you know, but the young man who's who's great people, is supposed to be a great guy, got his hands full. I mean, you know, come out here, he's lost all these games in a row, and they just look terrible. They just look overmatched, uh, and and it just doesn't look right. So, you know, a lot of these guys are getting one and done, and and. Remember, he was only a coordinator for one year, and they were 29th in the league in defense. So he was a strange. You know, everybody thought that was a strange hire. Gives him the job, and he's not just doesn't look like he's ready for it. Like Anthony Lynn, who was a one-year coordinator, has this team fighting every week. They do, and has him has him playing. He looks like the real deal as a coach. All right, and just as we would expect in that game, the Browns are firing right down the field on oh, the yeah. opening drive. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> with Kaiser, who called a meeting before that play. Yes, he did, and a read option play <laughs> to get the Browns into Chargers territory at the 41-yard line. for a bad play. Well, I tell you what, speaking of do, though, you talk about the Chargers being uh, the hottest team in football and what Charger fans, whether they're in San Diego or wherever they are, if they even exist anymore, what they've come to know with this team is every time you start to buy in, <laughs> I know. just when you're like, okay, I buy in, they put out a total clunker. And this is the classic scenario they face today uh, with an 0-11 team. Let's not forget, the only win those Browns have had the last two years, it was against these Chargers. Right. No, I know it. I, I just think... I think with Anthony Lynn and, and the job he's doing and and the consistency and his approach has been the entire season, uh, I I just don't think that letdown's coming. I think I think they're playing too good a defense and too good a football uh, for let a Browns team come in and beat them. I just don't see it happening. They can't beat anybody. They can't beat open. So I don't think they'll I don't think they'll win this game. And I think the Chargers. Whatever they're L.A. Chargers, and if they don't want them, the whoever's got them, right? They're a good football team, and they're and they're playing better and better. And Rivers has been remarkable lately in the season. Been very good, and it seems like they're starting to come to grips with their very unique situation. There are a lot of good seats available right now in that stadium. <laughs> we can see it, um, although it's also early, and we know that everybody in L.A. is always late to everything. So uh, the Browns have a third and eleven at the Charger forty-four yard line. Kaiser out of the shotgun is going to roll right. He's going to try to run. He'll only get about half of that, uh, probably too far for a field goal, likely a punt coming up for the Browns. Meantime, we will watch the Chiefs' final effort here coming up in just a moment. They're going to have the ball at their own 20-yard line. 38-31 is the score. The Jets lead the Chiefs, 2.15 to go. Here comes Alex Smith onto the field with no timeouts. We'll watch that drive coming up here in just a second with Rob Ryan, Mark Willard, Fox Sports Radio. All right, this is getting real good. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Price should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Chiefs down to the 19-yard line. Second and six. One minute to go. Tyreek Hill just with another long catch to set him up there. Now it's out of the flat to Kareem Hunt, and he drops it. Third and six. But it was a third and ten where Smith 
found Tyreek Hill down in the red zone in order to keep the drive alive. Another factor in this game, we saw Marcus Peters leave the game thinking he was thrown out. Right. We just got a note. He didn't get thrown out. He just walked off the field himself. Nobody ever right. threw him out. And then he uh-huh. realized it came back in. He's got no socks. <laughs> got no socks on. <laughs> so I mean, if the Chiefs tie this, uh, this game, guy's unbelievable. they need him to go back out there. He thought the game was over, apparently. <laughs> unbelievable. Uh-huh. So it's 38 31 Jets. You got two down territory here. Smith out of the gun. Pressure. Throws. Almost intercepted. Oh, we got one more play. Fourth and six coming up. Still 49 seconds on the clock. And keep in mind the Jets have two timeouts. So if the Chiefs are to score here, um, you know, the Jets might have some time to go try to get a field goal. Uh, But Alex Smith on this drive has had some good moments, some bad moments, uh, but it's all going to come down to this moment. Fourth and six from the 19-yard line of the Jets. Jets up by seven, 49 seconds on the clock. Chiefs no timeouts. Smith empty backfield out of the shotgun. Three receivers to the right, two to his left. Smith now back to pass. Throws incomplete, incomplete over everybody's game. head. No flags. Jets win. Meantime, uh, Chargers. Good time to tell you that the Chargers are nicely on the move on their opening drive against Cleveland. That one is scoreless there, um, but that one's underway, and we're five minutes away from kickoff with the Eli Manningless Giants in Oakland. And if those two go- games go the way you would think they're going to go, We've got ourselves a three-way tie atop the AFC West, which is stunning because the Chiefs were out to a 5-0 and start and looked like they had that thing wrapped up early on you in the season. four-game lead oh, on everybody. Goodness. I mean, it's just unbelievable. They keep, you know, you see this last play. That's two games in a row they've gotten that empty formation with the game on the line to throw that game winner, and that's two incompletions in a row, two losses. I mean, Andy Reid, my God, you've got a, a corner leaving the field. You know, the game's not even over. He's That's, leaving the field. you got, you know, a defense give up 38 points to the Jets, who most people thought wouldn't win a game this season. Right. Wow. Yeah, this thing's over. Reeves getting benched, playing, getting benched. Oh, boy. Chargers uh, on a third and 10. Uh, where have we seen this before? Rivers to Gates for 12 yards. And uh, that's going to move the chain, so into Brown's territory they go. But you're right, Coach. I mean, when we're looking at what was ailing the Chiefs last week, everyone's looking at Andy Reid. Everyone's thinking, do you do something with Alex Smith? Uh, You know, what do you do? Well, what can you do now? Because now you lost the game in the opposite way. You can't question Alex Smith, can you? He threw for 366 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions today. Right. I mean, you you can't blame him. You know, now you got a new guy calling plays. Apparently, he's doing a great job. It's now the defense. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't get it. It's just the team is just in a free fall, and you don't see many teams, especially well coached teams, just get destroyed. You know, go from one one way to of the season to completely crashing. This is an Andy Reid team. Andy Reid's a great football coach. So, just it's it's shocking to see his team fall apart like this. Chargers are now inside the Browns' 30-yard line on their opening drive. A little pass to Melvin Gordon. He'll take it back to the middle of the field, gain three. Chargers now have it at the 25-yard line, second down. Also pass along that the Titans have stopped the Texans' drive, so they've got the ball with a minute to go and a four-point lead. Looks like the Titans are going to win and get to 8-4. and four. And can I say, that has got to be the most nondescript oh. Uh, Them and the Ravens. Yeah, well, but I mean, the Titans are 
the Ravens are seven and five. At least right. they're still a second place squad. The right. Titans are tied to lead a division at eight and four. And all anyone's talking about is how many times Marcus Mariota gets picked off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, apparently he does enough good things. They keep right. winning eight <laughs> games, winning so, games. You know, and remember the one game they gave up fifty nine points to Houston, right? You know, so it hasn't gone well for them either. But eight wins is eight wins, and and shoot, that's an amazing record for a team that. Like you say, no one's really heard of. Yeah, They're in that yeah. terrible division. Well, and it feels like the Jags are going to win that division, but I'm not necessarily sure why. The Titans are right there with them. And if you look at the schedule the rest of the way, the Titans go to Arizona next week. Yeah, that's not a definite win, but it's it's winnable. Uh, then they go to the 49ers the week after that. That's definitely winnable. Right. Uh, then they're home against the Rams. That's tough. Home against the Jags in the final week of the season. That could be an epic matchup. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's you're looking at ten and six, probably, you know, probably worse ten and six. Well, so. yeah, eight and four at this point, you'd think maybe at at worst ten and six, and so uh, even if they don't win out on the division, they may very well uh, be in the uh, the wild card conversation. I'll say that for the AFC West teams um, that uh, you know might be thinking, even if they don't win that West, maybe they could be involved in the wild card. Tough day for them in that Tennessee and Jacksonville both won. You'd figure right. the loser of that division is the probable wild card leader. And then the Ravens getting to 7-5. and five. Uh, The Bills lost again, that's good. But the Ravens and whoever loses between the Jags and Titans, right now the leaders for the wild card situation. Um, and oh, how about no. this for a story? Okay, opening drive field goal try for the Chargers. And it is off the upright and no good. And do I have that name right? Is that Travis, Travis Coons? Is that who's kicking for the Chargers this week? Nick Novak just got put on IR yesterday, and uh, the Chargers, their kicking situation, not just for this season, but for years now. It's like whoever puts on that jersey and puts a kicking boot on uh, just goes mentally crazy. (laughs) Well, I mean, I can't, you know, you you can miss some field goals, but... My God, they missed uh, with whoever it is kicking. Yeah, them, Travis Coons, and it's a thirty-eight yarder off uh, the upright, no good. Man, it's like an extra point. That's that's bad news right there. They they're playing so well on offense, defense, complimentary football, but they can't get a guy to kick the ball between the uh, uprights. No, I mean it's been their story all year. They missed um, in Denver opening night to try to tie yep. to send overtime. Yep. They missed a field goal to beat the Dolphins at the gun in a home game the following week. Same kicker, then they um, cut him. They played against Dallas Thanksgiving night without a kicker. I mean, right. they won 28-6. to It should have been probably 10 more points by the no fact question. they missed all their extra points. They wouldn't try field goals. Um, thinking of some of their other games to see if kicking has come well, into the one, play at the all. One punter missed the net. Yeah, he and, missed. You know, that, uh, <laughs> it's tough. They lost to the Eagles by two, and their kicker that day, didn't miss at the buzzer, but didn't miss a second-half oh, field goal. Right. Young yep. Way Koo. Yep. Um, the only kicking situation that's gone well for them this year is uh, they beat the Raiders 17-16 to and kicked a field goal. That was Novak at the, uh, at the end of the game. It was a short one, but he kicked it through, and they won that game by one point. Um, but, you know, and then even going back to last year, this was something that plagued them last year. Go back to Nate Kading in the playoffs years ago. I mean, uh, Chargers, jerseys, and kickers don't mix. Yeah, ever since Bonerska. Bonerska. <laughs> he might have been the last good one they had. <laughs> uh, all right, Saints and Panthers underway in New Orleans. Saints with the ball first. What do you expect uh, here? Kamara just made a great uh, great run. i tell you what, I like the Panthers' chances in this one, except Greg Olson's not playing, 
and that's a huge guy. He's always been really tough against the uh, tough matchup uh, against the Saints. But, uh, you know, I really like the, the Panthers' defense. I know they got shellacked by him early in the year, but I think this is going to be a great game, and, and I think uh, I'll take the Panthers in a nail-biter. Okay, that's an interesting one. By the way, the Titans just went in for a touchdown, so instead of just running out the clock against the Texans, they just decided to run it all the way down the field. Uh, the Titans are going to win. There's 46 seconds still on the clock, but they now lead this one 24 uh, to 13, and it was a 75-yard touchdown run for Henry. Derrick Henry. Nice. Yeah, there's your fantasy <laughs> guy. guy. Get away from the All right. How about, how about this Tom Woo! Savage? 344 yards and a losing effort for the Texans. Yeah, That's Savage. Impressive. Yeah, one touchdown, one pick, but Savage, 344 yards without a 100-yard receiver. So he's really spreading this around. Hopkins is leader, eight catches, 80 yards. Uh, but he has hit, let me count him here, nine different receivers to get up to 344 yards, but they've only got 13 points on the board. Yeah, he's usually, he'll probably throw a pick here right before the game's over, right. too, because <laughs> he usually hits the other team with a couple. He does. All right, and also underway, the Giants and Raiders, so we're going to take a look at Geno Smith uh, because that's what everybody's been wanting, right? So that's going to be coming up next. We'll keep you up to date, but let's get Gascon in here. Full scoreboard update right now. David, what's happening, what's my man? What's up, fellas? Yo. Coach Mark, how you doing? We are perfect, man. Man, well, talk about some good football games today. Jets and Chiefs just went final. Third down and goal at the one-foot line. Matt Forte, the lone setback. Quarterback sneak. Josh McCown. Is he in? Jets move the pile. They think it's a touchdown. Here come the officials. No signal yet. It is a Jet touchdown. Josh McCown forces his way into the end zone. Two minutes and ten seconds to go. And the Jets have the lead back. And they win this thing 38-31 with a two-point conversion. McCown today, 331 yards passing. And the one TD, Kansas City Chiefs, after that 5-0 start, now just 500 football at 6 and six. Tennessee Titans are going to beat the Houston Texans right now as it stands 24-13. For any fantasy folks out there, Derek Henry got a garbage TD as they were trying to bleed out the clock. <laughs> 75-yard TD, and of course that did help me. 109 yards in the day, of course that long run. Marcus Mariota, just 150 yards passing in the one TD, but again, it's 24-13. Tennessee out in front of Houston. Earlier today, Green Bay keeping their faint playoff hopes alive. Makes the turn. For the touchdown. And the Packers have won. Make that Jones on the touchdown. The Packers score a 26-20 victory. Packers Radio Network. Patriots, they're huh, continuing to do what they do. I mean, 10-2. On the season, they just beat Buffalo 23-3. to Tennessee's got about five seconds to go on that thing. They're going to close things out. Minnesota, they've won eight games in a row, and they did so in a convincing fashion. At Atlanta, 14-9. Nothing but field goals for the Falcons. And the San Francisco 49ers might have gotten a costly win today as they went in Chicago 15-14. Jimmy Garoppolo getting the start for San Francisco. Browns and Chargers just underway from Los Angeles. No score. Same with Giants, Raiders, Panthers, and Saints. And of course, as you guys know, the college football playoff format is officially set. Rose Bowl get number two Oklahoma, number three Georgia, and the All-State Sugar Bowl number one Clemson and number four Alabama. Beautiful stuff, Gascon. Thank you. Marshawn Lynch, touchdown for the Raiders. Rams on the move. Saints on the move. Kamara's already all over the field. (laughs) This guy's unbelievable. He's already got, let's see, count about 36 yards from scrimmage 
on this opening drive, and the Saints have a first and goal now at the two-yard line. Kamara's going to come out. It's going to be Ingram time. Uh, Breeze will fake to him, roll to him. Now, look, 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 throw the ball away. Keep you up to date there. Um, but uh, let's welcome Greg Jennings into the Greg conversation. Jamie. Yeah, well, it, this is an interesting one. Greg was at the Bucks packers game. Not the first Packers game that Greg Jennings has ever attended. However, might have been the first time you watched from up in the booth. Greg, how did that feel for you? Man, that was it was a ride. I'm telling you, man, it was great. It was great. It was from a different vantage point. Uh, I almost, um, I, I told Tim Brando, my play-by-play, uh, you might need to uh, cement and concrete in my feet so I won't run down there and try to put on a uniform. Yeah, that's great, Greg. This is Rob <laughs> Ryan. Uh, how you doing, man? I've, I was tired of seeing you play at Green Bay when you hit an 80-yarder <laughs> right past Stanford Route, who's full speed, the fastest corner in football, and you ran right down for an 80-yarder to start the second half at one time. But anyway, that uh, great win there, that, that's a huge win for the Packers to keep them alive and, and hopefully keep winning until Rodgers can get healthy. That'd be crazy. Yeah, really good win for the Packers. Obviously, offensively, they need to clean up some things specifically in their passing game. But when you run the ball that well, you give yourself an opportunity to, to do some special things at the end of the game. And they, they were in position to win the game, got to overtime. And and then what, what was interesting, Mike McCarthy started to p- call plays really in, in, in Brett Hundley's favor where he was getting them out of the pocket and calling design runs for him to where he can just make plays with his legs versus – putting the ball in the air, and, and they, they went on to win that game. But uh, overall, great team win. I thought the team morale was greater. Um, maybe that had something to do with Aaron Rodgers potentially looming in the wings, waiting in, waiting in the wings uh, at a potential opportunity to come back this season and make a run for it. But uh, nevertheless, they got a great win today. Uh, Greg, really interesting uh, uh, situation, I think, in watching Brett Hundley today. You just talked about some play calls that were finally set in his favor, but he doesn't put up big numbers. He had that nice game last week against the Steelers in the loss. He does enough to get a win today, but whenever a backup quarterback gets a series of games like this, it's also an audition, right, to see like what might they be in this league going forward. What's your assessment of what Brett Hundley might be going forward in this league? Well, number one, it's definitely an audition. And, and for Brett Hundley, he's going to walk away from this game and watch the film, and he's not going to really particularly like what he sees. After meeting with him in a production meeting, he's a really smart man who understands the game. It's just a matter of transferring that onto the field. Uh, he knows what to do, but getting it done, knowing what to do and getting it done on Sundays is two totally different things. He just hasn't mastered that yet. And, again, it takes time. This is only his uh, sixth start, I believe, um, this year. And But he has a great play caller. He has a great mentor in Aaron Rodgers that can continue to be a, be that little whisperer in his ear of, of what not to do and what to do and what he's seeing. Um, and I, I think we, we're, we're starting to see who he is. He's a run-first guy. He really wants to run the ball. But he's, the, he's learning how to be a pocket passer. And a lot of things, you know, one of the things that I, I learned about Brett Hundley, he had never been under center in his time of playing quarterback, high school, collegiate ball, 
it never been under center. So that timing, understanding the how how his footwork times up with throwing the routes and the route running, it all meshes together, and he has to be more efficient and more effective at that. And he understands it all, but again, he has to make make sure that it translates over onto the field on Sundays. Greg, great to have you. Really great to have your perspective at Lambeau Field from up in the booth. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it, Coach Ryan, man. I, you know you know how I feel about you, man. I was always trying to get you guys, man. Plus, they didn't think I was fast coming No, that's out, right. So that's exactly it. right. We did it, and then we saw, wow, he really is fast. Yeah, that worked out all right. <laughs> great player, great person. Yep. Greg Jennings joining us, Fox Sports Radio, Red Zone Radio, after the Packers defeat the Bucks. 26 to 20. Okay, few things to pass along that have happened in the meantime. The Browns have themselves a first down now in Chargers territory at the 44 yard line. This is the kind of thing that happens when the Chargers have just that one cloud that's now hanging over their head. And the cloud that's hanging over their head is they don't have a kicking game. Um, so, you know, what happens to a sideline when you move the ball up and down the field? Remember, they blew out the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. It was, what, 3 nothing at halftime right, it was because of all the problems right. here. So what happens to a sideline morale-wise when you're able to move the ball up and down the field, but you don't get any points for it? Right. I mean, you just got to keep, keep battling. The one thing is this team is really close. It's just everybody looking at the kicker going, he doesn't belong. Right. It's kind of obvious. Right. So, look, this kid doesn't work. They got to go get one on the waiver wire. There's enough kickers out there Jeez. to find one that can kick better than what they're getting. So uh, uh, that's got to be also on that general manager. He better get get on his ball, uh, you know, and bring in some guys that can actually kick a, a ball through the uprights. I mean, well, I tell you what, on, that's not on the coaches. That's on the GM. Now preseason, they got rid of their kicker from last year, Josh Lambeau. He has ended up with the Jags and is having a nice season. Meantime, the Chargers today, this is the fourth player to try to kick a field goal or an extra point for them this year, and uh, all four of them have had pretty much the same result. Novak was okay sure. during his time, but now he's, he's hurt. He's hurt. on IR, yeah. and that's a wrap for him. So you've got to go find somebody else. I don't know if this is the guy. Yeah, doesn't look like it. Um, just you know, just got to find somebody that can do it, and, and it's a shame. Boy, you'd hate to be out of the playoffs because of a kicker. You know, not oh. being not being able to find a kicker because look, the team's playing well. They're definitely doing their thing. They just stopped Deshaun Kaiser on a third and ten, so this is probably going to be another punt from the Browns unless they opt to go for it. It's only fourth and about a yard, so we'll take a look there. Uh, Rams have an interception. They are in the midst of returning this, already leading three nothing, and this one could go a while. Uh, down to the twenty-five, down to the twenty-three yard line. That's where the Rams will start their second possession. Also want to pass along something I bet you've seen firsthand before. Sean Payton getting frustrated and saying, screw it, we're going for it. It was the <laughs> opening drive, and it was fourth down and basically a yard and a half, two yards uh, from the goal line, and he said, forget it, we're not taking three, let's go for it. Toss play to Alvin Kamara, who just gets hammered by Luke Keekley at the one-yard line and stayed up and fell forward into the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, and the whole time you just got to be thinking, who in the right mind never started this guy in college? Like, my God, no yeah. wonder the whole organization got fired, their AD, every, they can't, I mean, this kid's phenomenal. What a great talent. But, no, it doesn't surprise me with Sean. He probably got irritated about someone not running the right route to play before and said, <laughs> to hell with it, we're going to score. 
But, uh, you know, the big challenge is going to be, can Cam Newton be Cam Newton in this game? If he is, watch out, because the Saints have not stopped a decent quarterback all season. They give up 300 yards passing. They're 15th in the league in defense, which is average. But, uh, you know, they got a whole lot of hype going with it. But we'll see, because if this quarterback can play like a normal quarterback, uh, they could be in for a long day, and this could come all the way down to the wire. Yeah, Routes. Yeah, it could be a high-scoring game as uh, Panthers already into Saints territory here. Uh, they've got themselves a second and eight. Cam Newton will complete that. That'll be a first down. Panthers are on the move. So we'll take a look at that game coming up next. Saints lead the Panthers 7 nothing, but this is the Panthers' first time with the ball. With Rob Ryan, Mark Willard, Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. Phillip Rivers and the Chargers have a third and goal at the four coming up. We'll keep you up to date on that. Geno Smith is on the field. Not much is happening there. The Panthers have matched the Saints opening drive touchdown. 7-7 the score there. That one's going to be a long day. And we'll keep you up to date on all of it. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios with Rob Ryan, Mark Willard. And let's get Pam Oliver in here as well. Great to have you, Pam. After hey, what? Mark, what yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Vikings, Falcons. This was unbelievable on paper. And even yeah. though not, yeah, not a high scoring matchup, it really did uh, have a great look to it. And the, you know, coach was talking about this Vikings defense. Uh, what, what words would you use to describe a defense that can go into Atlanta and hold yeah. them out of the end zone? They're just tenacious. I felt like they um, outmatched them in every single department, not just on the field, but energy-wise. They, um, I just have watched them for three weeks, you know, almost three weeks in a row, I think we've had them, or close to it. And it just seems like they're so cohesive. They have a chip on their shoulder because, as Coach Stemmer told us, they didn't think, no one thought we were going to be any good after last year's sort of collapse, but... They, they really go at it with a chip on their shoulder, and I think they were determined to shut that offense down and did a pretty good job. Pam, this is Rob Ryan. I've had a chance to watch them as well, and the thing that I think most people don't realize about the Vikings, situational football is so big in mm-hmm. the NFL. They're in the top ten on th- in third down and red zone on both sides of the ball, on offense mm-hmm. and in defense, and you see it every week. I mean, they were killing the Falcons on third down today. I mean, you know, it's just it makes such a difference on wins and losses. And really, I don't think there's a hotter team in football than the Vikings. No, um, I and I would agree with you. I think at the source of pride, their ability on third down, they they spend a lot of time on it. They're proud of it. I think Coach Zimmer told us, yeah, they're first on third down, and they were like, hold on, wait a second, so are we. So, you know, it goes back to, I think, Coach Zimmer and the tone that he set for both sides of the ball. He's hard on them during the game, if need be, but he's also the type that pats them on the back. Um, Coach, you would know about that. You know, you really have to pick and choose, and I think he just strikes a perfect chord with, you know, that group. They have a lot of categories that they look out and they're proud of, and it inspires them, you know, Atlanta went down the field, yeah, they looked good in the run game early, but after that, they shut them down, and, you know, these guys were matter-of-fact about it. That's what we were supposed to do. So there wasn't a whole lot of, okay, we're going to the Super Bowl. They just did what they were supposed to do. How about Rick Spielman, the general manager, 
being smart enough to get the uh, to get Case Keenum a third mm-hmm. quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. for their team in the off season. My God, like he's done so many great things for that team. I mean, he's really got to be an unsung hero there for that entire yeah, I, team, doesn't he? I think I, I agree with you, and I and I think it's sad that nobody expected this from Case Keenum. You know, you hear Case Keenum, and I and I love him, and I think he's a great guy. But you would never associate that with an eight-game win streak. So yeah, they made the right move. Case had a, I think, a couple of other opportunities, but they looked at him more seriously. They he felt like they meant it when they came after him. Obviously, with Teddy's injury um, and uh, also help me, Sam Bradford, right. that you know, especially with knees, how tricky that can be. Um, I just felt like they went after a really solid guy, and Spillman does deserve a lot of credit. He's a really good general manager, has a good eye for talent, and uh, he, he's just as much responsible for, for what we're seeing right now. Pam, there's no more talk about Teddy Bridgewater on that sideline or in that locker room, is there? <laughs> no, there's not. And, you know, everybody, as they say, everybody loves Teddy. Everybody loves Teddy, and they do. But you, you don't sit a guy with a hot hand like this, and he's earned every single win, and he's sort of earned a reversal, I think, of his reputation as maybe not the most successful quarterback. But uh, they're they're loyal to Teddy, but they're also loyal to Case. And I think there's an, enough hours in the day to be both, and I think they've um, you know found that and they support him case 100 percent, but they're also pulling for teddy to be healthy and well and and all of that but i think they they understand what's right in front of them great win for the vikings they're 10 and 2 they beat the falcons today in atlanta 14 to 9 pam oliver was all over it pam thank you for coming on thank you guys anytime take care yeah appreciate it so much um well wonders never cease uh the chargers have a field goal (laughs) <laughs> now, oh, wow, that's now, amazing. It was only 21-yarder. <laughs> 21-yarder, but Travis Coons is good, and the Chargers are on the board. Uh, Phillip Rivers had three shots from inside the 10-yard line there, and uh, on that last one, had Keenan Allen, and it was in his hands, but a good play by the uh, Browns defenders to kind of break that one up. So Chargers are moving the ball all over the field. Uh, you take a look at their numbers, and this has kind of been their story the last couple of weeks. You know, in Dallas as well, Rivers went for over 400 yards. Right. Rivers today, 12 of 16 for 124 yards. They're moving the ball at will, but early second quarter only have three points to show for it. Right, but it's early yet. I mean, I like the way their offense looks. And, yep. and uh, look, the Browns are second to last in scoring defense, so I, I like the Chargers' chances. Meantime, Rams up on the Cardinals early, nine to nothing. They've got a good swagger and look to them in Arizona today. Blaine Gabbard is one of two with a pick, so both of his passes have been completed: one to his own team, one to the other team. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Jared Goff seven of nine, fifty-one yards and a score, and that touchdown, uh, which went uh, to uh, to Gerald Everett, came on fourth down. We've seen two teams in the red zone in the first quarter go for it on fourth down already. Uh, the Saints and the Rams, both of them gotten it, but uh, that's a little risky, a little early, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, sometimes you know, momentum is such a big thing. Sometimes you're just feeling good about it. you feel it, and you let it let it uh, rip. And hey, there's two good gutsy calls that both of them worked out, and uh, those those head coaches are know their offense, they know what play they have called, and they felt good about, it, so they let it let it eat.
All right, take us on to the sideline in a game like this. Panthers-Saints, big divisional matchup, two winning teams, high leverage situation, a lot of emotion. Sean Payton's the coach. What's it like on the field today? That's uh, awesome. I think, you know, you're playing Carolina in, in uh, New Orleans. I mean, it's a huge game. This is a rivalry game. You know it's going to be big. Uh, look, the Saints got to play a Thursday night against uh, the Falcons as well. So at the end of the year here, this we got to win. And uh, these teams know each other, and it, it's it's all you know. It, it's on now. I mean, it's emotional. It's exciting. It's it's uh, passionate, and it's it's great place to be on that sideline. Uh, coach, glad to have you back. Jolly good time back, today uh, as we watch Week <laughs> well, Thirteen. Hey, it's a bloody bloody good time, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> And I'd love to see you fellas, uh, you lads back. Yes, yes. You we just, blokes uh, are pretty good guys. We are only seven days away from doing it again. <laughs> All right. All right, coach. in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 